here, wait, hold on. Here we are. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Uh, the Drop with Frank and Brian. I'm Frank, Custom Life. We got Brian. Grinder TV. And our guest this episode. Will. Sur- Will. Surface. Will. Surface. Will Freeman. Surface. Service DVD. Surface yeah. Yeah, yeah. So welcome. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm honored to be your guys' very first guest. I, th- I, th- I appreciate that. Well. Well, I got bad news for you. Yeah, you're the second guest, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Was that a joke? It was a joke. joke. Yes. Oh, okay. That's all right. That's apparently (laughs) the second joke that I've told related to this that has gone over everyone's head. Yeah, he told me a joke in Messenger the other day, and it didn't come across as a joke at all. I was like... Yeah. I asked him if we were going to be talking about specific truck brands. Or if we were going to talk about specific builds, and it, apparently yeah, it's going yeah. over your head as well because you guys don't listen to your own yeah, podcast. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, long time hmm. listener, <laughs> first, <laughs> first time caller. Well, let's hope this all works out because this is you're to the first guest in person. Yeah. Well, over there. Yeah. Over there. Over there in person. Yeah. Well, I don't know how you're going to like set it up on the screen, so I could say down there. You will be or like, over there. You're going to be where Joey was. I'll be oh, okay. he'll be so, in the center. Yeah, he'll be in the center I'm, of us right, right, right there. there. We'll be I might Yeah, yeah. there you go. So hey. Yeah. Welcome. I'm the first here, but it felt like I drove there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had to drive out to California to go to Brian's house. <laughs> <laughs> I miss California so much I wanted to move almost back. I know. It's it's actually quite funny. It is. It is. So uh so, how are we gonna start this off? Well, um I think Wait, hang on, time out. I can't hear you, I just realized. I can hear you next to me, but I can't hear you. Yeah, you're not, you won't be able to. Yeah, I don't think we have to think about it like that. Sorry, guys. Yeah, we can't. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) We haven't figured this 100% out yet. As we've said before, this whole thing comes together like at the last minute. Yeah. Yeah. Like none of this is like meticulously planned out or anything like that. It just, it all comes together. There's a good, the same, the same way we started it. There's a good possibility. I call you tomorrow and say, Hey, we got to do this. We got to do this again. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Yeah. That's, it that's a real, happened that's yet. A real it thing. almost happened on the pilot episode with the bad audio, but that's right. Yeah, yeah. But it hasn't happened yet. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, my, yeah, we've, we haven't had to to re-record anything so far, so knock on knock on something, oh, yeah. we'll knock on something. But uh, yeah, no, we haven't had to re-record anything. We'll, so we'll, we'll just say I'll just do it uh, from my house. I'm not driving all the way up there again. Yeah, figure it out. He's like, this is how yeah. I get, this is how I trick trick my friends into coming to hang out with me. Yeah. No, actually, I was like, oh, we should invite everybody, and then we'll do dinner and all that stuff, but. Would do it like with a live audience type thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that that'd be cool. We should do that one time as a as a live pod. Yeah, we could. We could set it up at a show one time. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, you know who um who used to do that? We were at a show when we were out in Florida for uh, a show. Someone was there. I I don't I don't think it was OLP. I think it was someone else. I don't oh, know. But it they, was, had a, um, they had they. The best damn pot, best damn truck show. Oh yeah, those guys. Yeah, yeah I haven't heard. I haven't heard about those guys in a while. I don't know. They fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. Oh well. Nah. Well, we took over the space. We're taking over the podcast. We are now the best damn truck show podcast. Yep. Oh sure. <laughs> I'm enjoying it so but far. Will, Will, welcome, welcome to the show. Uh, so we just let let's get it started with just 
Uh, for our listeners who don't know, uh, listeners and viewers who don't know, you know, who you are, what you do, just kind of give us a quick rundown. Sure. Well, I'm Will Freeman, uh, Surface Will online. So um, started Surface DVD and all that stuff with uh, my good, good friend Nick Crouch uh, years ago and just been into trucks and the mini trucking scene and all that stuff for a really long time. Um, yeah. Now I'm pretty much just working all the time. <laughs> that's about it. But yeah, I do screen well, screen print stuff like you. So that's what I, so yeah. I, that's what we're going to, let's, let's unpack this whole thing. First of all, serve you service DVD. You are a big, well, you are a big part. I, I don't know. Yeah, like, like it. it was, you're like a big and, part of service. Yeah, me and Nick you started are surface. It. And then, uh, my sister's always been a big part my wife, Brienne as well. And then just friends that we've had for a long time, here and there when we were younger we had the surface house kind of like I, you know brian talks about the houses that he's had and everybody just mm-hmm. got like 100 roommates and stuff like that so we used to have the surface house and everybody there would always chip in a little bit when we were out traveling or filming or doing whatever but it's pretty much started with you know me and nick and he was taking a class at the community college on video editing this way back in the day and needed a subject matter so we were into cars and stuff. He oh, that's filmed. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. So he put some that's stuff. How, that's how it kind of the idea kind of came about. Yeah, and then obviously, so you didn't really like start off. You really didn't start off service DVD with the idea that you were going to create this like media company or whatever. It was sort of just like a uh, like a side project. Yeah, it was a school company. project, really. That he was working like on, school, yeah. and we were just like, yeah, this is this is cool. This is neat. And then right at that same time, you know, you had your low life video your domination, you know, low life in Southern California and domination was actually based out of here too in Arizona. And so Mm -hmm. we're around it, you know, there's a big car scene in Arizona, big mini trucking scene, you know, as well. So yeah, we were just doing it for fun. And then we also kind of were like, well, we could do this. I wouldn't say better, but different. Like we have a different idea than what we're seeing in some of these. Uh, You guys have mentioned before that, you know, low life had, kind of that like not the party vibe that was more the domination i felt like domination was just like drag destroy all that fun stuff as well as like just wild parties and stuff like that but one of the things was that we were like well we want you know people with kids to watch what we're doing too and that and honestly we were like we would go to parties and throw parties but we weren't like party animals or whatever so that was yeah. like not our scene with it we were into art and making art and doing that stuff you know that's kind of where we met was in art class in high school so yeah that's always been like the the you know you were talking about all these different uh these different video companies like low life domination i never actually to be 100 percent honest with you i didn't really watch any domination videos oh. so i i really don't have any reference for that but i grew up grew up i guess grew up like came up on low life videos and um it's it was always really cool to me that each kind of thing filled a different niche like like you were saying and the thing i've always loved about your guys videos is exactly that and uh, i keep on getting the the tagline mixed up i keep on calling it when uh when music meets the asphalt but it's not it's when you guys call it when art meets the asphalt. no you got it right the first time so oh i got it right maybe i said it wrong but yeah so like our our big influence really besides like the other companies like low life and nomination that were doing truck specific stuff was skate videos like that was that was our thing so like 
Yeah. You, you have a really cool song and a dude skating to it. And, you know, sometimes, you know, there was like, a, we had a Lakai video DVD that was like very well put together. And it was like everything kind of went to the beat with these skaters and everything like that. And that was a big influence. But yeah, that was kind of you our said- direction with it. So the first DVD is called Where the Music Meets the Asphalt. Because we're basically making music videos, but we're putting trucks and trucks. the scene and the lifestyle and stuff into it as well. And we, you know, being like artistic, we always try to find like a different vibe for each thing. So that first one, Where the Music Meets the Asphalt, also came in a CD jewel case. And it had, oh, really? yeah, the stuff was listed on the back. It was like you were buying a CD. And, you know, there was a lot okay. of levels to that, which was like, it's music related. Um, you know, we want people bringing these in their trucks and watching them on their like fold out touch or fold out DVD players and stuff. So it was like a jewel yeah. case, you know, you could already throw it in your truck. There was like a spot for it and stuff like that. So that's kind of where all that. I don't from. remember that one, but that's, that's really cool. I remember you like kind of saying on like an offhand comment saying that, yeah, that that's what inspired you. You guys a lot was like skate videos mm-hmm. and, and things like that. That's exactly what inspired me when I first started making videos. Like I, it's funny you said that because that's exactly what I was trying to accomplish. Because I grew up watching skate videos. I think yeah. every, and, you know, I think actually every truck video company was inspired by skate companies. Yeah, I mean, it had to be. It, like, it was Mike was, Oliver was, they were, because everyone grew up watching skate videos. With the, yeah, with, it makes perfect sense before you start driving. Yeah, exactly. You were skateboarding, so you're watching skate videos. Yeah. So right. it's uh, I mean, it even goes along with the dirt, the old crusty demons videos. I don't know yeah. if you ever watched yeah, that's those. Right. You know what I mean? Because they yeah. kind of got into the same thing. It's just that the the whatever you're riding is different. So you're riding a skateboard or you're riding a dirt bike, but yeah, the group of people and the partying and the just kind of just hanging out and having yeah. fun. You even know? down to like the equipment. Like back then, like our first DVD was shot on a like hundred and fifty dollar Panasonic Mini DV. Open box, me and Nick were both were, I think at the time he was still at Circuit City and I was at this place called Ultimate Electronics, which was a slow tweeter in like Vegas, I think for a while. But uh, it was just an open box camera. It was the cheapest thing we could get to use. And then we had aspired to get the, I forget the model number. Exactly. The, the Vixa? The, it was Vixa the Sony 1000. 1000 yeah. That every yeah. skate video, like that was the one that had the handle on it. So you the could handle you could and the mic on and, the front. Exactly. And then it was like, yeah. I think Mike had it. And Ma- I think point, Mike did have yeah, that. One. And we were like, ah, mm-hmm. we got to get that. We got it eventually and used it for a while. I think Surface was the first ones to just not use a fisheye lens. Like to actually get creative in doing, like, like he said, like, like taking time doing the edits, not just kind of, and I don't want to say everyone's throwing them together, but. Because you could take a fisheye lens, throw some cool music, yeah. and throw some trucks on there. There is zero editing to that. It's just clip after clip after clip, after, yeah. and you're just kind of into it. But yeah. mm-hmm. I think Surface was the first ones to actually like this. We need to put this clip after this clip after this clip because and to the right yeah. music and everything. And yeah, because like, it makes sense. Like this, this clip makes sense after this clip. Yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah. Well, th- that not only that, like, does it the clip make sense being the next clip and is it going to the right beat? So there's a, I think in our second or third DVD, there's, uh, it's kind of ended up being a mix. It was supposed to be a feature on this like wild C10 before C10s were everything. And I ended up, we didn't have enough footage and we 
put it together with a bunch of other stuff. I think it's outro on our second DVD. And it was the second, I'm sorry to, to interrupt you, but it's the second, uh, cause I don't, I can't remember the names too, too much, but I can remember what they look like. And the ones I'm most familiar with is the one with, that looks like a playing card. Uh, playing card is reintroduction. That's our third video it has the blue C10 on the yeah. cover. Um, the second DVD is since we last spoke, which is oh. like money themed. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is like money themed and, okay. uh, okay. now, I, now it has the, the two-tone ranger which is now gray that Mm -hmm. thing's been through a hundred iterations but uh in that video nick was doing basically all the editing and then i don't know i was i kind of we work good as a team so a lot of times it would be like he's doing like a first edit and then i'll review it and then we'll go over it and that particular video like i'm watching what he put together and i'm like this doesn't make any sense and then I'm like, you're on the wrong beat because he was editing to a different click in the track. And then I was like, this doesn't make oh. And then we switched it around. And then I was like, no, this is the beat that it should be going yeah. to. And well, that's that's kind of what I was saying. When you use different headphones, you hear different things. If you're just using uh, like, like, oh, I see. Like I have really nice computer speakers, but I will not edit mm-hmm. to those computer speakers because I'm not hearing certain pieces of the music. Right. And so when if you start to get off track, it messes with your mm-hmm. mind a little bit. Like you'll yeah. be like, wait, half of this video is edited on this beat. <laughs> yeah. Then the next half is edited mm-hmm. on this other beat. This is not it. It really is a visual sensory overload type thing yeah. that most people oh, don't see. get. But sometimes that could be a, a benefit if you because you can have something and it's going a certain way and like you don't want to bore somebody. That yeah. was a big thing for us is like we don't want you to get bored. We don't want you to be like watch it one time. And be like, that was cool. I saw some cool stuff in it. We wanted it to be like, every time you watched it, you were like, oh, I didn't see that before. I didn't tell the way that that clip clicked to that song in that way before. That was always a big thing for us was like, don't, don't bore people. Did you, when you, um, did you enjoy watching people watch your videos? Oh yeah. I would, I remember going to parties and stuff and, um, and I, they would be on and I would just sit like in the back of the room and I would watch different people and, and where they got bored. Because people will just like watch and then they'll just stop and they'll start yeah. talking to the person next to them. And I'm like, stop wait, what are you doing? You have to, yeah, hey, no. like, wait, you're missing this, this. really cool part that's <laughs> yeah. coming up right now. But then you look at the other people and they're kind of into it. Like it's, it's oh, just, it's yeah, really everybody's cool. different, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like what we were doing. We were talking about when we rewatch our videos, when people share them, you're mm-hmm. almost like doing it. Did you're like, they're okay. They're watching it right now. I'm going to watch it right now too. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah. I wonder what they're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. What did they find interesting? What? 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 Yeah. No. Totally. Yeah, or, totally. or you watch it again yourself just to obsess over like whether you'd like it or what you could have changed. <laughs> There's a lot of times that when we finish something, I get super proud of it, and then I just want to keep watching it and be like, "Yeah, so good." Yeah. The yeah, that's cool. The trailer for our milestone CBD, our last DVD, that trailer is like. Go watch that on YouTube. It's so good. Like, <laughs> it's just so good. It's just like every Nick got like every perfect clip from the whole DVD and just like crashed it into that one trailer. And it's yeah. so good. That was trailers too were something that we always got excited about making is like you spend all this time making this DVD because that's what we were doing back then. There wasn't really YouTube. And I mean, even when it was, it wasn't where we were at. We mm-hmm. wanted to make these whole all-encompassing art projects that you got this physical thing in the end but yeah it's just i don't know that's a big that's a big thing that 
that I'm going to miss is getting the the physical piece of, of, you know, the CD or the DVD case. Like I have, I still have mm-hmm. a box of all of my CDs that I bought with all of the inserts and everything, but I don't have any of the CDs because I had a big, I had them in a, um, whatever they called CD, case. like a CD yeah, case. And they got they, yeah. and I lost them or something happened to them. Yeah. So I don't have the CDs, oh. but I still have all of the CD cases. <laughs> I think that, yeah, I have that, that same and thing I'm going like, on. What am I going to, what am I going to do with these? I can't, like I've moved, you know, seven or eight times since yeah. I've had these and I'm like, just throw them away. And I'm like, I can't. Oh yeah. No, no I have in the attic, I have like a box of CDs, like a heavy box of CDs that like someday my kid will find in the attic. And who knows if CDs will be a cool relic I know. then. You know I know, what right? I mean? well, on the third, just going into the third grinder uh, TV DVD, people were like, Hey, do you, can you put this on a USB stick? I don't even have a DVD yeah. player. Oh, and I'm like, funny. man, this sucks. Like, but then it's like, you're afraid that everyone will just share your video. And like, at that, yeah, time, yeah. at that time you were making money off of the product, you know? The DVD. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and when we started, we never even wanted to make a DVD. We just, it just kind of happened. Mm-hmm. And then we got obsessed with it. And then, and then finally went back to kind of YouTube stuff where we originally were going. And it was that transition time where, making a dvd now it's just you're just wasting so much time and yeah it sucks though because like you said the getting the case and all that all the bent like the bonus stuff yeah is is where you don't it's uh get it on youtube it's like watching a movie on netflix or on streaming you don't get the bonus features yeah mm-hmm. you know what i mean you don't get the poster in the in the dvd case you don't get that stuff you just watch the movie and then that's it yeah, yeah i i you know i don't know i as all my DVDs are sitting up there in the office, I, I hardly ever like watch them. You know, I hardly every once in a while I'll pull them out just if I remember something like, yeah. oh, I remember this particular part. I want to rewatch it, but for the most part, like I I don't really my I don't DVDs know, I put away and put it away. <laughs> my yeah. DVDs served a purpose for when I would move um, house to house or whatever uh, before I had cable. You know, it would take a couple days for them to set cable up. So I oh, literally okay. play Lords of Dogtown. I would fall asleep <laughs> to Lords of Dogtown every night. Every That's per cool. night for like a week, yeah. you know what I mean? But there's no reason to grab the DVD because you can just stream it. Yeah. yeah you got, but, at the, you, but at the same time, you can't get rid of them. Oh, yeah. No, I know that's what you're saying. Like when, when you're talking about your like CD cases and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, I still have all mine. I still actually, I've never, I never lost my CD case. So I actually still have my, you know, old school, you know, yeah. CD case and everything like that. Yeah. yeah. The other day you posted that you were like, score today and you had bought a cd and I was oh like, yeah that's right yeah so was down in strange <laughs> yeah yeah well and but you know what so actually it's funny you bring that up because like um we were down there so that you, i don't know if you ever heard you know amoeba down in uh mm-hmm. la hollywood so we're there and yeah we were walking around i'm like checking out cds and bands and stuff and angie's with me and she's like you know yeah well you can get that on spotify but i realized what you can't get on spotify and that's why i swooped that up is the compilation disc like uh, the one that I scored yeah. was a, uh, it was a, um, I forget, I, I know something Tentacles. It was basically Jello Biafra's uh, from De- the Dead Kennedys, his his record label, and it's all these songs, all these Dead Kennedy songs done by other bands. So it's like got all these really cool songs done by other really cool bands. So I think nice. I don't know, maybe that's the space that it fills is like these really you know rare yeah. compilations yeah. and stuff like I mean, that. I mean, yeah, you're right. You could just cruise Spotify and listen to that music yeah or the same thing like talking about netflix and stuff like that i'll still buy certain things if i'm like i really like this and i'm gonna buy it so like uh 
the I really like the new Ghostbusters movie. It was so good. And I just immediately bought it on Blu-ray as soon as it was out. I'm probably never actually even going to end up watching it, but it's like, right. I want to have this. I do the same thing with like Fight Club. Every limited edition cover case, whatever, I just buy it. I've never seen that know. movie. Never oh seen really? I never. Oh, seen it's Fight a good Club. movie. You should favorite movie, not for like the weird, like bro we were... versions that like a lot of people like. I just always. I'm a huge David Fincher person, oh, so like anything mm-hmm. that he directs, I love. But... There's a um, there's a company if you Google Vinegar Syndrome, uh, they redid Rad, mm-hmm. but in 4K. Yeah, oh, and they really? did a very limited run of it. They have it at Zia. What's that? They have it at Zia Records. It's oh, like do they? Last case. Yeah, yeah it's it, really cool. It, like it was like fifty bucks, and they're going on eBay for like two hundred and something dollars. But so I got the four K version, a Blu Ray version, <laughs> a poster, and all this stuff, and and I watched it, and I was like, man, this is like, there's no reason to buy that except for that collector. Yeah, just to have mm-hmm. it, just to have or it, whatever. Well, and plus, like, like for me, ahead. like what, going into Best Buy. And you walk past the the bargain bin. I'm not gonna not buy Chasing Amy for five dollars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I will yeah. walk right by that bargain bin, man. It's hard because I want to buy stuff out of that all the time. We were at uh, Barnes and Noble earlier before I came over here, and there was like the CD rack, and I'm like, "Ooh, this is five dollars? This is a great <laughs> album for five dollars." So I don't need yeah. to buy this on CD. It's the only yeah. thing. It's the only thing that's actually gone down in price over time. Yeah. Because nobody buys yeah. them anymore. I ordered a, a CD the other day, and, and it got here. And but between between me ordering it and it arriving, I downloaded both the albums on Spotify. Yeah. And listened mm-hmm. to the whole thing on Spotify. So it showed up. I just put it in the closet. Yeah, that's funny. But I have it. You have it, and then so. maybe you'll come across it. It could even just be as a reminder. One day you're like, yeah. oh yeah, that's good. I want to listen to that. I I found myself. Uh, Owning now, so you know me and the Pinks. Like I love the Pinks, and so they they come up with the records, and I find myself now owning two Pinks records and no record player. So I'm like, I told him, I said, at some point I'm gonna have to buy like a record player. I'm addicted right now. That's my thing for the past couple years. Vinyl, vinyl, like whatever, and not in that like it sounds better because I don't think it does actually. (laughs) It sounds great, but like there's like. You have to flip it over, whatever. <laughs> the one thing it does get you to do is to like listen to a whole album again, like back yeah, when I used to yeah. do as a kid. And and again, just going back to that, like having something. I I like buying these vinyl records because it's this big, you know, it's cool, thirteen inch cool. square, and yeah. there's inserts, and then they come in different colors and all that. I mean, going back to like making DVDs versus YouTube and stuff like that. Like, I still want to make stuff. I have. So many ideas for truck related stuff and videos, but like I, if we get back into doing it soon, like I don't want to have it be specifically for YouTube. I want it to be another DVD, a physical thing. Wouldn't it be interesting if things, how, how things come full circle is like, you know, the whole, it all started with DVDs and then it migrated into YouTube because DVDs were becoming obsolete. But what about if it's now like it's like vinyl and it's like all this other stuff. It's not like these limited edition DVDs, you know, like here's a physical copy of something. It could end up being like that coming yeah, all the way it, back around. Well, it could very well. I mean, people come up to me all the time. Hey, you got any, you have any grinder TV? When is the next grinder DVD coming out? Yeah. When's this? And mm-hmm. I'm sure they get it all the time, too. Like, hey, when are you going to do it? But yeah. the problem becomes it's a huge time related thing. And then when you're done, how many people are going to actually buy that? Versus how yeah. many people are going to go, can you just put it online? It, yeah. su- it sucks because you want to do it as a creator, as an art 
mm-hmm. as a as a project type thing. But if you're gonna put a year of your life into this, mm-hmm. and then you sell two hundred of them or yeah. three hundred of them, you're like, ah, oh, like yeah. it, it doesn't feed well, that that itch of uh, like. It feeds the itch of creating it, but it doesn't feed the itch of people enjoying it. Yeah. Well, it depends too on like, cause like you guys are doing this more as like work for a living like this. So like using that format, if we do another DVD, it's going to be because we want to have fun and we yeah, want to make an art project or whatever. I like going back to the vinyl thing. Like I want to do our first one was a CD case. The next one I want to be a vinyl record. Like that'd be cool. It's going to come in a thing this big. It's going to be limited edition. You're going to, pull something out and have inserts mm. and all that stuff to look at and everything like that. So, it, you know, if and when it's kind of falls in this, we do this like thing, but like right now, and it happens all the time, even with us, like people are, are such high consumption in, in the today's society. They want stuff like if the show was on, you know, Saturday or Sunday, then they want the, the content next week. Yeah. You know, and to, and I've never made a DVD, but from what I gather from what you guys are saying, what I know that you do have to invest a, a ton of time into it. So, you know, maybe, you know, like I'm saying, that's where maybe things are going is, is instead of like everything swings, like goes crazy. So like, you know, everybody is way crazy, like wanting high consumption content, but then we kind of like long for that days of DVDs and like physical yeah. media and stuff like that. And it, it just keeps on swinging back and forth. And I, like I said, maybe that might be a thing where people are like, don't, don't, they're not going to buy those things to consume. Like, Oh, I want, I want to see mm-hmm. the forbidden fantasy show. They're like, Oh no, this is just a cool thing to have. It's a yeah. compilation. Just like you said for the CD you were buying, like, Oh yeah. It's, yeah. it's something that like, Oh, I can put that on and, that can be something that I like watch those in that order, which you could do that with YouTube. You could do a playlist or whatever, but it's still, it's different. It's like comparing a physical magazine to an online magazine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, is it's, it's, there is a difference. We're slowly losing it. You know what I mean? In 20 or 30 years, I don't know if it's going to be that way. Right. But if we, if you do it right now or within the next 10 or 20 years, it'll definitely be a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think what happens I think the spot that everybody's in right now, and this is a good way to put it, it's like people romanticize that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. people romanticize, you know, magazines and DVDs and like all this stuff that used to be. But then like when it comes down to it, and I guess the same thing could be said with like apparel too, because some people want like American made apparel, everything made in America. Well, that's totally possible. We could do that. Like we could start doing that tomorrow. But yeah. then are people willing to go to pay the cost on those things? Because, you know, American made, everything American made costs more. A DVD that took a year to make, like, you can't, like, I wonder if people would, like, they're not, like, if you did this, if you created this, like, limited edition DVD and went through all of this work putting it together, you got to sell it for, like, 50, 60 bucks. I think a like, hundred. They're not going to be $20 DVDs no, but I, I think people would definitely spend the money. I, even a hundred dollars. I think so, too. Because if you look at, I think um, so too. there was a band that I used to, uh, went to a guy in high school, went to a there was a band in my high school that was pretty popular. And um, I still follow the guy on Facebook and stuff. They just re-released one of their albums in vinyl with special editions. And one of them was like $750. <laughs> this wasn't like a popular band. This was a local uh, Riverside yeah, band. <laughs> and I was like, no one's going to buy this. And I went to buy the cheapest one and they were all gone. There was like that's five crazy. levels of this thing. And yeah. so people will... 
If it takes them back to their youth, it's like look at them. Mm-hmm. People are buying skateboards for Hawks, Tony Hawk skateboards or, or GT BMX Performer. bikes. BMX bikes, yeah. five, six, seven hundred dollars. So, oh, more I, than I, that. Yeah, but I mean, I guess that that would make finan- financial sense with the time wise too. If you're going to do it and, and spend all this time, yeah, you know, and you're not going to. You're right. You're not going to sell them for twenty dollars. You're going to sell them for seventy five, or you can even make different editions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, again, it depends on what you're doing. And again, like if you guys are doing it for work and to have income, you know, again, if we did it, it would be for fun. And obviously we would want right. to make money, recoup at least what we did. You know, that's how mm-hmm. we always were. All that time that we we're making those different volumes, it was like we would go to a show, we would sell a bunch of DVDs, we'd sell some apparel, all that stuff. And then we would take that money and be like, how do we put this towards the next one? Everything just right. dumped in a circle. Yeah. Like we were never... Mm-hmm taking money for ourselves like we weren't profiting as work we both still worked you know nick had Mm -hmm. the benefit of working at home and being like a you know a freelance artist and and doing that stuff and so there was the time time. yeah on our last dvd like we were like you you have to get paid for your time so you know we took that like some of the sponsors that we had were specifically just to make sure that he was making money and could pay rent you know, mm-hmm. while he's making this DVD and not working on, you know, a drawing for someone else or something like that. So, but in general, we would just always recirculate the money right back into making more products. Yeah. I mean, you do that even when you're doing it for profit like we are yeah. for money. Oh, yeah. For a lot of it goes right back into it. Mo- yeah. I would say quite a bit of it. You go to a <laughs> yeah. show and you, and you see all you like, oh, I made a bunch of money. And then you go, well, I got to pay for my hats. I got to pay for some more shirts. Yeah. I got to pay for some more stickers. And you're like, I didn't the gas really, to get out there. I didn't really make any money. <laughs> or you get excited for the show and you're like, I'm going to make all this new stuff before we go. And then you got to front all the money. <laughs> mm. And then you get there and you're like, God, please let people buy this we stuff. We did that. Me and Frank had that moment going to LST the first time we went together. That's right. Oh, yeah. We when were, it wasn't the first time we went together. It was like, no, no I think it was either 17 or 18. I can't we, remember. We were driving. It was nighttime. And, uh, and I said, hey, it, it might rain. And then we're like, yeah, and we're what if we don't sell anything? And this is February. We had just bulked up on stuff for the yeah. whole year. Yeah. And so we started kind of crunching numbers in our brains, like and it got quiet in that truck for about an hour. Yeah. And plus it like to go further into that story, we were in the middle of Texas in the middle of the night. It was like midnight, just dark. So like you're just there and the road and your brain starts thinking, and yeah, we were <laughs> We really psyched ourselves out on that one. <laughs> no, you know what year it was? Yeah, it, that was, uh, what, how, how did that year? I think it was fine. You know, what was, you know, what's what now what I remember is, is that year when I was 18, actually. So that was 18, I was 17 or 18 and it ended up being fine. But then two years later in 19, that's when the actual, like, that's when it went crazy when, yeah. you know, when we had a breakdown early and like leave on Sunday. Do you uh, remember? That was, that was 19. That was 18? That was, okay. I'm, I'm I don't know. Whatever. They all, it, all was, it was crazy. But yeah, that night driving out there, was we, we really psyched ourselves out. Yeah, <laughs> because you do. You put so much into it, and then you, you have to... Even doing it for work or fun, it's, yeah. it's, it's all the same. Because if you're doing it for fun, you're still working your day job to mm-hmm. fund the fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. It's scary. That trip's scary. Like, yeah. the, you went on that trip. We, what year I've did you go, trip. Will? I don't remember what year we went a couple of times, but one of the years we actually had a booth there and yeah, we, (laughs) we rolled five deep in my fusion 
and stuff the trunk with merch. Like just we didn't have a trailer or anything like that. So like our buddy was driving uh, his Frontier. He was bringing it out and he took our like two tables and our easy up. And then all our merch was in the trunk of my car. And we rolled five deep in this thing all the way there. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, we got there and we're like pulling DVDs out of cracks and stuff like that and everything <laughs> like that just because it was like. That is what's nice though about having DVDs as merch is they don't take up a lot of space. No. Yeah. It's not like a, like t-shirts and stuff like that. Yeah. But we yeah, still had all that too. So. You, you guys, and your booth was set up like where our booth normally is. It was down a little bit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then you went with the, the one year where it torrentially rained on Sunday where we just showed up and tore everything down. Was that, yeah. Oh, that was that the year you went? So what year was that? I don't remember, but it was no. the second year it had rained because you guys were already like, we're going to Home Depot. We're going to get the oh, wood, yeah. the, two, the plywood, yeah. and we're going to lay it down. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> the wood barely we're, helped. We're seasoned we're, veterans now. Like We, yeah. we, we have a, a solid plan. When we go I want to go there. back for sure. That's a really good show. Like that's a when you. That get was going to be one like, of my questions. Wow. Like so, when you were making DVDs and going to a lot of shows, what were what were some of your favorite shows that you went to? My favorite show of all time was Drop Zone, in the Northwest. Oh, that so was, which later became Relaxing in the Northwest, right? Yeah, I've actually I only went to that show that we went on that one year. I think the videos in our second or third DVD, but it was just like. A super long drive. We did one of the like caravans like, hey, people are coming from Arizona. And then we like met up in Southern California and then stopped in SenCal and then NorCal. And it's just kind of you're grabbing people all along the way. And then we got there and I had never been to a run that had so much like asphalt on it. And oh, okay. just like people just driving and dragging all night long and just like super good vibes and they had the indoor area the outdoor area like the camping areas it was just a really fun trip with like a really good vibe and then we took the pch back home and like just all the scenery and everything but that show like was super fun that was probably my favorite show i've ever been to and i think it just had to do with like how good of a trip that we had as well as like just like it was like party atmosphere, but not like, oh my God, these drunk idiots. Like, yeah. you know, sometimes you get <laughs> like, like, like that. Like, they, like <laughs> some runs could get. You know, yeah. that vibe, I never went to a drop zone, but I we have been to the relaxing in Northwest, and that vibe kind of carried over. Like, yeah, yeah. when we I were really there, it was go. still super chill and fun. It's the same people, that's why. Well, mm. it's the Pacific Northwest. They, they don't cycle out. Those same people that are at the events now, they've been going to events forever. Yeah. I so, really want to hit up the, that relaxing yes in the northwest a lot hopefully they do Next again hopefully they take it back to that salem fairgrounds too yeah that fairgrounds like the great. the drag the drag racing um you know whatever it was that drag racing place was was cool like it was good but i don't think it had that like will say in that same vibe as the mm. salem location yeah because like the sure. salem you got the scenery it's like trees and forests yeah and for people like us who come out of the desert we're just like Wow. <laughs> there was also no curfew, I believe. I, you could just do whatever I like. Like, I remember at, uh, what's the Parker one? Oh, it was uh, one thing West, Coast? It was West Coast? West Coast. West um, Coast. You know, they had a curfew. They which was quiet, implemented they, by the park, but, like, yeah. they were like, okay, it's quiet time. Yeah, like, stop like, cruising, yeah, stop no doing cruising, this. Yeah. Whatever. Well, they don't, they don't have to do that anymore at truck shows because... 
everyone is just like, I'm tired. I'm, I'm going. Yeah. I'm, I'm, old. I'm old now. Yeah. There was, at the last West Coast that they had, if you stood down kind of by where you guys camped yeah. and looked down towards where we were, it was just dust and like trucks and stuff. So I remember going when I was in the late 90s, early 2000s, and it was just chaos all night and day. Yeah. The last West Coast I went on, I remember standing down there looking down the road and it's dusty and then like two dudes are pushing babies and strollers <laughs> out of the dust and i'm like yeah time, time, yeah, times have changed and yeah. it, there was no quiet hours that night because everyone would just went to bed yeah yeah <laughs> and you know what's crazy is is that what you're talking about was like now 10 years ago i think the last west coast was like 2011 right yeah time uh, flies man yeah like yeah, so now those stuff. little babies are freaking, you know, 12. <laughs> I know, it's just funny, but he was right. Yeah, they didn't, the quiet, I forgot about quiet hours. Yeah. You'd drive around and they'd yell at you, park it. Yep. Yeah. Those yeah, last few those. years of West Coast, that was, it got progressively more and more strict about like, it's quiet time, guys. Like, you know, no cruising, no whatever. <laughs> thanks, thanks for letting us drink from morning until night and then going, all right, shut it down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I gotta tell all these people to yeah. quiet out, quiet down. Yeah, but yeah, that that show was probably my favorite. I mean, I've been to a bunch of shows that I really enjoyed. I mean, I've always enjoyed your guys' show, the Forbidden Show. Um, you know, that was like a mini destination show for us. You know, it's not that far to mm-hmm. to Cali, but when you guys were in Paris, um, you know, that was a big deal every year. And that show was huge, and we would. Well, make I remember a whole you guys used to make it. it like a yeah. You guys used to come out to the the show and then like hit the beach and stuff like that. Yeah, we always try to make like I, I don't like going to a, a new place or out of town. If I'm leaving town, like I want to experience whether it's mm-hmm. like some restaurant I've never been to, or uh, you know a tourist spot, or maybe a spot only locals know about, or something like that. Like that, I want to do that type of stuff. I don't want to just like sit at the hotel and drink. And then, mm-hmm. you know, then go to the show and then just go back to the hotel. Like, I'm like, I'm ready to explore. Yeah. I remember we paid Nick to make us a video for our show, mm-hmm. like a, for advertising, because we were trying to push our show to get like a more of like a vendor expo type thing. Cause in Paris? In, at Paris, yeah. And he made the video that he made us. It starts out at the beach. And then it's just funny. I remember that. When you live in Arizona... And then you think, oh, yeah, we're going to SoCal. But when you live in SoCal, you're like, there's no nothing beach about yeah. Paris, California. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Riverside. Yeah. But that's because, because that's in our, that ended up in one of our DVDs. It did. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The, the edits were very similar, yeah. Yeah, and that's because we were like, we don't want to just go to the hotel and yeah. go to the show. And we drove to, all the way out to Long Beach, I think. I think those beach shots are from in Long Beach. And <laughs> that's cool. You know, but yeah, that's how it was. It was, it was a vacation. Yeah, you know, I had to take time work off work to go do the show. I don't want to do just the show. Right. I know. Yeah. No, I you totally know. get it. If it's like a regular type show, but we would do all kinds of stuff too. Like you were kind enough to always let us in, like after hours. Mm-hmm. We would just like everybody would be getting drunk at the hotel, and we were like, hey, you know, we're gonna go to the show and at, take night pictures. Yeah. Like that. All of that. All the things you're talking about. I think really like uh, set set the tone for what you guys did, 
And you guys were always innovative, always coming up with new stuff. I remember one thing specifically that I, maybe it had done, been done before, but yours was the first time I saw it, was when you guys were attaching GoPros to the suspension of vehicles. And mm-hmm. I forget which DV that uh, it was on the hot rod and it was on like the green uh, Tahoe. Yeah, that's in Milestones, our last video. Okay. Which is my, my, that was really my favorite. Because cool. that was like when we've always, uh, from the beginning, we always tried to do a little bit more, a little bit more. So like we started with that $150 Panasonic mini DV and then progressively. But even when we had that, we were like building our own steady cams. Mm-hmm. You know, we had bought like a big jib which now is like ridiculous with like (laughs) with the uh, weights on the end and stuff weights on the end and you know you had to take it apart we had a huge bag but like you know getting those type of like movie movements and stuff like that we were you know i love movies and that's essentially what you guys were doing was just bringing a cinematic look right into a kind of a chaotic if this was in a movie like how would it look or what kind of like weird thing would they do or whatever so in that, by the time we had gotten to Milestones, that last DVD, where we had cameras that had, you know, replaceable lenses and nice depth of field, and we were doing stuff with the GoPro, it's like, if I have a GoPro, I'm not just going to, like, strap it to something and go whatever. I mean, we were buying suction cup mounts for our mini DVD cameras, putting them on the... You can go back to our first DVD. There's a camera mounted to the side of trucks all over the place. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when we got into that point, like there's a shot in that Tahoe video where the GoPro is mounted in the wheel well, and then mm-hmm. like the tire, it just barely misses the lens of the GoPro, but so wide angle that like it fit in there. And then mm-hmm. we had it under the hood. That was a, a Houston trip that we took where we did like four things. We shot two features, the red uh, S10 as well, and we shot uh, Battle Drag there it was a really cool show they were always really nice so they always treated us really well to come out there but uh yeah and then on that one it's like it's hard to tell but in some shots on that s10 video like he's like dragging and you can see like little sparks shoot up under the engine bay but like the truck is driving and the gopro's inside there Uh and that's the type of stuff that i want to keep doing and getting more weird with it and and yeah, that kind of like what I'm talking about. Like everything that you guys do, there's you. There's always an artistic point of view, and I think that actually inspired a lot of people. You were talking about, you know, being some of the first to use like steady cams and these really smooth shots and stuff, because that's what everybody's doing now. I mean, it's it's I wouldn't say easier, but there are definitely more tools to achieve that with like gimbals yeah. and and well, m- uh, more tools and more options. Like again, going back to like not wanting to bore people, like is is the way to go. So like we would do handheld we would do uh jib stuff we would do gopro stuff we would do suction cup mount stuff um and then i remember when like sliders became popular mm-hmm. and every video was just a slider shot yeah. followed by yeah. a slider shot followed by a slider shot and it's like we got one and the first thing we did was turn it sideways and like run top to bottom and do right like, how can we use this differently than everybody else is using it but you can't you don't want to fall into those niche of the same shot over and over yeah. again i see that a lot that's in like oh, the import videos i'm guilty of that that, that happens like, to me i remember the first time that i got a, a fluid head tripod mount yeah there's a video um it's of rj's chevy truck and the whole video is just me turning the tripod yeah, <laughs> i was pan, so panning. excited that i get this this fluid shot i was like oh, i was so excited that like it would do this i yeah. could just you don't step back and think like you okay stop it's it's same with slow motion yeah 
you can tell when someone gets their first camera that does slow motion because there's their first few videos it's everything is slow motion yeah it's very hard to especially being a solo person yeah to 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 get yourself out of that it's nice that you guys had a kind of a team where you can yeah where you could like have yeah ideas. you could like have like more eyes on it and more yeah more brains yeah. kind of mm-hmm. like de- deconstructing it because yeah. no you're brian you're absolutely right like that happens to me all the time like when i'm editing my videos i'm like man there's just so so much of this you know like mm-hmm. but you know but, but maybe I'll, yeah i mean it works out and then the slow-mo thing i just like for for me i use a lot of slow-mo but that's just like as a crutch to get the the yeah. little smoother shots and stuff like yeah. that it looks cool i'm, I'm jealous that of steady. that I'm jealous of a lot of that stuff because we stopped, you know, when high frame rate recording, you know, mm-hmm. 60, 120 hertz, or hertz uh, FPS and stuff yeah. like that, like mm-hmm. was getting big and it was easier. Like when I look at stuff, I'm definitely not the type of person who's like, it was better back then, you know, oh, whatever. Yeah. Or we had, to work so we. Much, we had to work so much harder to do all this. Yeah, neither are we. Now I'm like, oh my God, like, if my kid ever gets into like shooting video or whatever, like the tools that he's going to have are so good. I mean, you could do so much with like a phone now. I mean, yeah. if you go back and I love our early stuff, but like uh, anybody with a cell phone could destroy our early DVDs now. <laughs> it's like, it's just like it progresses and it moves. Well, I always think about when thing. low life started, when Mike, when he had to use film. I remember cha- ta- taking tapes out and replacing tapes in his cameras. Yeah. Oh, really? Then, or yeah, like, or like the all, mini, the mini, uh, mini, mini, that's what we were yeah. using. Yeah. And then, or we'd have to go to the store. He's like, we need tapes and we'd yeah. have to find a store with yep. tapes. Yep. And I'm just like, how did you even, how did you edit this stuff? I'm like, that's crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, we're I just so spoiled now imported almost. Imported and not just like uploaded from your card. Like it was, you had to let <laughs> it run the time that it took to record when my, it. If my computer lags just a little bit, I get, You're I'm like, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, I need a new computer. This is yeah. lagging on my 10.222 megahertz, yeah. whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you it's you have said kind of like what we always say. You you said without saying it what we always say about the whole process. You said when you guys first started, you know, making any kind of content, you start you what you bought an open box camera and just started with that, and then yeah. progressively got you know more technical. And that's what we tell everybody when anybody ever comes to us and asks us like, where do I start? Right there. And you and you have inadvertently said that same thing. You just start with the most basic tools that you can get your hands on, and then you yeah. just progressively get more technical. Yeah. yeah, I mean, buying the best stuff isn't gonna make you any better off the beginning. I mean, don't get me wrong, like a really great camera is going to look better. That's not necessarily <laughs> true. <laughs> well, it, well it, you know like, what I mean? Like it, it, the technical yeah. it's, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. well, yeah, but you could if you gave someone and and this happens all the time, if you gave someone this camera that I that I have right now to someone that doesn't know how to use it. Yeah. To someone that does, you're gonna get two shots that are completely different. Because yeah. you you know, you and then the 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 story wise too. If you can't tell the story, then it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, yeah the equipment definitely doesn't do anything you can take the phone and just make a cool video with that yeah mm-hmm. yeah and a lot of times like talking about like telling a story when we were doing those making the videos i don't know if you guys feel the same way but you're tell you're retelling the story to yourself too. yeah exactly like, yeah so you, you go on this trip and you do all this stuff and you make this video and then it's like that's your perspective of what that event was so like you could go to lst and then watch somebody else's video from there and maybe see things you didn't see or whatever and then 
enjoy that video. But if you watch the one that you made, you're like, I remember when that, or I was standing mm. there, or we did this, or how you're talking about what we used to throw in all the stuff from our us traveling around and going to the beach and stuff like that. Like we throw those little clips in there. They're reminders for you of, of right. what that trip was. That's what I say about when I'm making videos is like the hardest part is to take, cause I was there. I know exactly how the show went. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, but my, now my job is to take all these like raw clips and retell that story and, and walk myself through that same process. Yeah. And you can easily get so caught up in trying to do, what everyone else is doing. I, I, it happens to me all the time. Like I'll go and watch um, a crispy video or Holly Sion video. And I'm just I, like, you know, those guys are filming some truck stuff now mm-hmm. and I watch it. And I'm just like, Oh man. And so the next event I go to, I'm like, I have to do that. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I don't. I just yeah. have to do what I like. Yeah. For yeah, sure. that, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I started out doing what I liked. You know, I take all these, these things like what I saw low life doing, what I saw surface doing, what I saw, and I'm like, I like this aspect to that, this aspect yeah. to that. And then here's my aspect of it. And you have to remember that because you can get yeah. so lost. And I mean, now I've been doing this for 12 years. And, I, and I've, I've talked about this before, but it comes so redundant that you don't get excited anymore. So you, you got to kind of figure out, you got to get back to what made that, it fun yeah. in the first place. Yeah. And that happened to me just recently. That I think that's why I got so backed up on edits, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think, but I think that's just creative minds in general. Like some, eventually it's like you have this like tank, like a gas tank of ideas. And sometimes that gas tank gets super low and you just like, can't get it refilled, you know, and you're just like yeah. trying all these different things. But from my experience, I always find myself getting out of that. And I've got, I've gotten out of that. I've, just finished the uh, rolling in the road rocks video, you know, and yeah. now, you know, uh, just today, um, Jesse from the dream big show hit me up. He's like, Hey, you know, what's going on with the video? And I was like, well, it's, it's coming, but it took me that, that time to refill my tank and like get myself back into it. Yeah. yeah. Also like show it, show videos are hard. They're hard because they're not, they're interesting, but it gets, it gets old making them. It's like if you have the opportunity, which I know you do sometimes, I know you were talking about it recently, but shoot a feature, do mm. a truck, like find mm, a truck mm. that you like and shoot that. It will reset you from feeling like I'm just doing the show coverage and how am I going to make these clips with that short amount of time yeah. that I had allotted to shoot that day and sell my stuff and do the, all, all the other things. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if when we do another video, it'll probably be 95% features. Yeah, it's what that's good advice. That's really good advice because that's why you're doing it in the first place. I, my main thing is, and it may sound a bit superficial, but my main thing for creating all this content is I love these, these vehicles. Yeah. Like I, I am very appreciative of the people and I'm very appreciative of the scene, but what keeps me like mentally, uh, stimulated is the actual vehicles. Yeah. So yeah, that's great a, advice to, to go out there and shoot something you like and that you're already interested in anyway. And you and that's the other thing is I love showing these things off. So if I can find a vehicle, you know, that a, well, my friend owns and then show that off to people, that gives me like an endorphin thing. Like, yeah, I get it. it yeah, that's great advice. It changes the structure of your day even on the shoot day. So like we would spend the – if we shot a feature, we would spend the entire day with that person. So like, I know a lot of people will try to like knock out features like at shows. Hey, I'm going to be at this show. Let's pull your truck out. Let's go do a little feature like that. And that works sometimes or you can get some stuff, 
But we really liked spending the day with somebody. So we would go, we would travel, we would meet up with them. Hey, let's get a little cruising shots here. Let's, hey, do you know a good spot? Or, you know, you research something on Google Maps prior or something like that. You try to get an idea, like, go shoot at that spot, go shoot at that. Let's go get some lunch. Or, like, a lot of times we'd do, like, a full day and then we would take the person out to dinner and be like, hey, let's let's go to dinner and, like, let's hang out and just talk about whatever. And, like, you make new friends that way. And you have a bigger connection with them in the video when you go to edit it of, like, that experience of the day. Because yeah, I've That's really cool advice. <clears throat> Because I've tried to force myself to do features before and or someone will be like, hey, let's shoot my truck or yeah. And I'm like, no. And then I mean, there's I shot a feature in January of 2021 that I still have not edited <laughs> because I'm like, I know it's like it'll make it'll make yeah. but I'm just I can't get into it because it was just like I didn't plan it out correctly. I mean, yeah. even Moonbeams, we shot his when I don't know. I was going to upload pictures last night of when me and you went to do that, but the truck has changed it's changed. so much. I know. He, he, kind, of, he kind of ruined it, too. Yeah. I did this he ruined weird... his truck? Well. No, it ruined the plan for the Oh, yeah, so I see what you're saying. Oh, I missed. I, I, whole, I, 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 I caught that. I was, like, messing with my camera a little bit. And I caught that halfway no, I did. through that. <laughs> I did a whole interview with Milan and then uh-huh. shot rolling shots of his truck and all that stuff. Then he went and changed the bumpers and the wheels and all this stuff. And the, the truck looks a million lighting. times better now. And I'm like, right. I'm not uploading this video now. And it. And that, and I wasn't prepared. I didn't do like what you were saying. The feet, the best features that I've ever shot is I, when I tell people like, Hey, if we're going to shoot your truck, it's going to take all day. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, well, then I, I'm not going to do it yeah. because then I end up in the, in, in the exact scenario that I'm in with some of these features I haven't done yet is because I was too rushed yeah. and mm-hmm. it's not, it's not going to reflect what I want it to reflect. So it just sits on the back burner. Yeah, we mm-hmm. were always picking stuff that we liked too. Yeah. Like that was another thing. It was like mm-hmm. people would be like, "Oh, shoot my truck, shoot my truck," or whatever. Yeah. And sometimes it'd be like, "Oh, yeah, that's cool." And like maybe we get around to it. And then other times it was just like, "I don't have the passion for not no, you know, not that their build was bad or anything like that, but like you don't have the passion for that." Like there's stuff that we see that I'm like, I want to shoot that. Oh, you guys like, like um, half started to talk about that. Uh, uh, rotary Mazda. Mm-hmm. I want to shoot that uh-huh. thing so bad. That's yeah. so, so cool. bad. I want to do a feature on that truck like so bad. But that's the thing is like uh, that's you get that excitement and that's mm-hmm. what you want to go do a feature on stuff like that. Yeah. And I and that's I am the same way and maybe like <laughs> so I, that happens to me a lot. People will come to me and they say like, "Oh, did you shoot my truck or is my sh- my truck going to make it in the mm-hmm. video?" And, you know, it's very like kind of like kind of skirt around the issue. But honestly, like everything you see in my videos personally is stuff that I like stuff. I yeah. I'm like, that's cool. I got to go like get yeah. get that. So like uh, I don't know how people would take that, you know, but yeah. or you, everything you, you see. Somebody's, the, you watch somebody else's video and then you go, where was that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. You're at a show I watch Brian's then, videos. Yeah. <laughs> where was that? I wanted to yeah. shoot that. Yeah, well, that's why, uh, like, when we go to Mini Truck Nats, the way that we did it this last year, it worked out so good because he went in uh, the van, this guy's mm-hmm. van, and he went and shot. I just got out and walked up the, down the street. Yeah. And then, um, so you got the rolling shots that night, and then the next night we kind of sw- switched off and did that too because if you're getting the same stuff, then it yeah, mm-hmm. it's whatever you're not telling us. Yeah, that's what's kind of interesting with you guys because you're doing all this stuff together but then you're making like separate things like when yeah. we used to go together and we'd have, you know, 
three of us would have a camera and then we'd collect all our stuff together as one later and it would get edited into a thing like that. Yeah. Which like sometimes I'll watch some of your guys' stuff, like earlier stuff especially, and I'm like, man, if he just had a partner, like <laughs> that could have been whatever. Because sometimes yeah. you really, it's no, having sure. somebody to bounce stuff off of is like a, a, a big thing. Oh, it's like, huge. We, we said that earlier in this yeah. conversation, like we are, when, when me and Brian are out doing what we do, it's very singular. It's just like, you know, I am a, a little, I have a little, I don't, I, I don't want to phrase this wrong, but I do have a little bit different way because I have Angie sometimes with me yeah. and Angie is, has got a killer eye for stuff and she, she can point stuff out and she's like, Hey, redo that again or say, say it like this. So I do have that a bit of an advantage to me, but most of the time it's kind of me by myself out there. But like we said earlier in this conversation, when you have three brains working on something, that's when you come up with the, you're like you said, let's take the slider and put it up, up like this yeah. and come no, down, the you best, know, like some of the best videos that, I, that I've ever made were with Cody. Yeah. Because Cody's he's just super good at what he does, but mm-hmm. we're both there and we're both seeing, you know what I mean? And so I remember when Cody stopped doing stuff with me, I was struggling. That third DVD, it was just me and I struggled, you know what I mean? Like it, it, but I just had to do it because I had to figure out how I'm going to do this if I'm going to keep doing yeah. it. I couldn't mm-hmm. rely on, on that other person to do it. So Yeah, we would get like really like working as a team I miss it, honestly. Like, we, our lives are so busy now with, like, our families and stuff like that. But, like, getting together as a team and doing that stuff, like, like I said, Nick was doing the majority, almost all the editing. I would, you know, 99% of it. And uh, he would put something together, and then I would review it, and then maybe my sister would watch it, too, separately. And then we'd kind of give some feedback. He'd make some changes. We'd do the whole thing. Like, we looked at each DVD, like, an kind of like an album, like a music think going like mm-hmm. we were influenced by skate videos but we were also influenced by music and right. albums and stuff like that so each one has a like a, a theme to it and it's the artwork and all that stuff has something to do with it but we'll get it all together and then we'll be like okay this is what we think all the videos are going to be we're done editing let's start to put this together and so we would have like watch nights where we would be me my wife my sister and nick would get together and then sometimes we'd have some friends come over and we would just put the dvd not even the dvd but just the files on the tv uh-huh. and sit back and watch it and then be like okay uh, everybody gets a notepad and then we'd go through and like make notes or whatever hey at this That's time great. i the thought this shot was kind of weird or if you flip that backwards that would be whatever and then we edit it, change that again, and then in the we'd be like, okay, how does this video make sense? This show, then this feature, and then let's go another feature back to a show. Like it, each one of our things was like a whole piece. Like those mm-hmm. videos are in that order on purpose. We weren't just like, oh yeah, that one goes mm-hmm. there, that one goes there. So and that, and that you all could definitely from, tell. Yeah, that all comes from working, you know, with a team. Yeah. And you could definitely tell. And that, you know, that kind of tying that whole thing together, that's the amount of work that goes into something like that. Again, that high consumption, like sometimes you feel rushed to do something, especially now with social media and having stuff put out there so quickly. Like you feel like you have, I got to get this. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll (laughs) ignore that fact that that doesn't make sense. We just got to get it out. I would, you know, I would remember I would go to a show in the morning or, or something and I would come home and edit something that night and then put it up in the morning and Cody would call me and he go, you need to take that down right now. <laughs> and I'm like, why? And he goes, 
watch it again. Yeah, it's not done. It's not good <laughs> at all. And I would watch it. I go, oh yeah, that's not good at all. So I would, I learned that I would actually, I can't rush this. Yeah. I could, I'll get through it and then I will go back through it and, and, and make it, you know what I mean? Just switch certain things up, make it make more sense. And would just change the whole video and I would be more happy, you yeah. know what I mean? Happier in the end. Yeah. What else you got? What do you got for me? Come on. Well, well I actually, I, so going way into depth about the DVDs and how, um, how, how, how can I put this? Like how much effort you guys put in, how much thought you put into it and your creativity and between you, Nick, and Lindsay, you guys, you guys are like this creative like hive mind, which kind of like segues into the next thing I want to talk about, which is your truck, because okay. <laughs> it it really flows together. Like your ideas, like I'm thinking of your truck. Um, maybe we could throw up like a picture somewhere of your truck so people know exactly what we're talking about. Like your interior, the the ideas that you put into your interior is the same thought, the meticulous thought that you've put into the DVDs. Yeah, the difference is that it's a lot easier to edit a video than it is to build an interior. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah so what's your truck? Sure. Uh, so I drive a, well, I don't, not my daily, but my build <laughs> is a, yeah, a 1985 Nissan 720 pickup, which actually 720s were not on my radar at all coming up through all this stuff. Um, how did you get it? Like, what, how did it become yours? So, uh, Originally, the first person that ever like did anything to it, bag body, uh, it was started when I got it, was actually Dan Hogan, Hoagie Shine. Uh, oh. He had it, and a few friends, him and a couple of friends, like did like a bag and body drop, uh, two week quick thing to get it to West Coast Nationals, like super quick, just like cut it up, get it there type thing. And then I saw it at. A uh, little cruise night. So we used to go to the like Saturday night cruise nights all the time. Like they still have one um, not too far from here every Saturday night. You know, the hot rod guys come out. But back then it was like everything, you know, imports, mini trucks, like everybody would come out. It was a big deal to go to this little parking lot show in a grocery store parking lot. And uh, I saw it there a couple times. And I was like, what is this thing? I've never seen one of these before. Like, And it was just tan at the time. And it was just, you know, bodied on caddy stocks and i was just oh, like this awesome. is really cool i'm not, i've never seen one of these it just like caught my eye I took interest and mm. then he sold it to somebody that we were friends with and they had it for a little bit and didn't really do anything with it and then they got in a situation they needed money and they had to sell it and i heard about it and i was just like oh i thought that thing was cool and so i went and looked at it and you know he pulled it out of the backyard or whatever and or he had it on the street. When I pulled up on the street, as soon as I saw it out there, I was just like, yeah, I'm buying it today. Like I yeah, just like, awesome. I was like that I could have a truck because we had been doing this for years. Like I had felt like we were mini truckers, but I never had a mini truck for the longest time. When did you time. get that? What, 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 like give me the timeline. When did you pick that up? Like what year? I got a thing the other day, a Facebook memory that was like 12 years ago. Oh, uh, whatever. So I think I've had it for 13 years, which is like very depressing when I start thinking about it. And like I'll get when I bought it, it was tan. And then uh, Andy Day from All Day Fab uh, did tons of work for me. We've re redone all kinds of parts with the suspension and the body. All kinds of things have been done. And he helped me primer at purple in his driveway one night. 
and I'll get Facebook memories that are like 12 years ago. And I look at it and I go, it's purple then. It wasn't, it was pur- purple uh, it's, it's purple now. Like uh, yeah. it's, it's depressing on some levels, but <laughs> well, you know, I mean, these, it takes, yeah, it takes I, a lot of time sometimes. Oh, if you don't sure. have the capabilities, like I don't weld, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, there's a lot that I can do. I can work with fiberglass and stuff like that, but like there's a lot of stuff that I can't do. And there's also a lot of stuff that I want to try myself. And then some stuff where I'm like, no, that I need someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah, to do that so sure. what's the next step for it right now i'm trying to get the interior done or at least like done to my liking that's just kind of it was one of those things where i was like i want to do this myself like i don't I don't have a lot of expendable money like you know what i mean mm-hmm. i have you know a wife and kid and a, a life and i don't want to just dump all my money into mm-hmm. my truck as much as i want to dump a lot of money into it if it's just like you start paying your bills and other things like that. And you go, I don't have that much set aside for this. And then I'll be like, well, I'm going to go buy two records today for <laughs> <laughs> whatever. But uh, yeah, I really want to get the interior going. So could you I, describe, could you describe to like people who are watching and listening? Cause it's, it's it, when you're just talking, you're, you're, you're talking very nonchalant about this interior. Like it's just some regular, it's very, in, it's not, I wouldn't say intricate, but it's what, well, I don't know what, what, what like how would you describe I, it? It's a, it's a hodgepodge. So my goal for the truck in the end is that I have this like cool bodied eighties mini truck on the outside. And then when you look inside, it's like a modern vehicle. That's the goal. So like, yeah, uh, Tesla inspired, like I want a large screen, you know, I originally was going to do it tall, like the model S, but now I've kind of reorganized some stuff in there, but, uh, I just got some Dakota, no, not Dakota, their, uh, Autometer digital gauges. And I actually bought like a Tesla trim because it's the same size screen. So like my cluster oh, cool. has like a Tesla vibe to it. And it's just kind of coming together. And then the you w- have that. It's like a, what is it? A, a Miata or a mini steering wheel? I have Fiat. a Fiat 500 Fiat. steering okay. wheel. Because I wanted something that had a cool look to it, but wasn't just a billet steering wheel. Right. Like billet steering wheels look cool in some vehicles, but that wasn't what I was going. I want you to see this 80s truck on the outside, a mini truck, and then you go, oh, well, this is like a brand new car interior in the end. Like that's the that's cool. The vibe that I want to give, you know, mm-hmm. again, I'm no professional, but like when it's done, I think you'll be able you to see that, that vibe. You see the big difference between Will and the way he does things and then some of the things that we do. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, Will, yeah. <laughs> Will has a, a plan. Yeah. <laughs> like from the get go yeah, and he executes this plan and we're just like, we're just going to go to the show and film as much as we can and put it together. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. That. And that's why, and you could tell like when you, when you watch the surface DVDs and you look at your truck, that's, that's sort of the point that I'm trying to make is you can see the meticulous thought that goes into it. Yeah. And there are little details on your truck that I love. And I'll just name off one is the interior. I love the interior, how it's all coming together, but you know, the, the surface badge on the front, like is yeah. one of my favorite things. The the 720 valve cover. That is my favorite thing of your truck yeah, is that valve that cover. And yeah. every time I see it, that and then the um the but but you know, before you had the whole cut with the air clearer coming out, but then you yeah. made that uh I guess it would be an intake, right? And yeah, yeah. So again, yeah, like that's all those... Andy Day, all day fab. You know, we used to I used to do some work with him, work for him. I was like employed by him temporarily. But uh, you know he helped me do all that stuff and you know, he's a creative mind too. And so like we would, you know, be like, well, what can we do here? You know, that was, that was a product of, I didn't want a hole in the hood anymore. 
but I also didn't have money. I'm not doing an engine swap in this thing. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to LS swap this truck. I, you <laughs> no, know, it's, way, it's, and, it's and, like, too cool the way even, it is. Yeah, I didn't even have money to like do a Weber. Everybody's like, do a Weber. Those are like hundreds of dollars. And, like, <laughs> yeah. It was a lot cheaper for us to get creative and be yeah. like, well, if we do this, and also I had to do a space too because we had to like drop the motor and do a, a whole bunch of other stuff to get everything to clear the hood nicely. But it was just an idea of like, well, air cleaner sticks out of the hood right now. We don't want that. But we could build this like custom piece that attaches to the top of the carb. You know, I mean, that's how like mm-hmm. the old ones were anyway. It was yeah, just like right. round tin of metal with like a filter in it. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is just like more modern style look to it. You have like a, you know, a standard car aftermarket. Yeah. Yeah, and if you're listening it's to this, we're going to put you have video of that. All that stuff, Frank, from when you did. Yeah, the yeah. I, sh- I shot a feature on, on Will's truck. Yeah. And yeah, that so goes well. back to what we were talking about, like doing stuff that that you love. And I love your truck and I love, uh, like I said, so it's the, the service badge on the front, the valve cover, your back window, your your club logo basically mm-hmm. is your entire back window. And it's made up of your main club logo and then PPs because you, you're you yeah. in perfect poise, perfect correct? Poise. Like, yeah, yeah, perfect poise. Uh, we, we'll let, why did I say correct? Like, I'm, I know that, <laughs> uh, but yeah, just for our listeners and people who maybe don't know, you are in, in the club perfect boys. So your logo is your main logo and then PPs all the way through it in almost like an etched, like I understand it's vinyl, mm. but it's reverse vinyl. So it's on the inside of the truck, right? No, it's on the outside. Oh, that's on the outside. Oh, yeah, okay. It's, but it's it looks etched, super cool. Yeah. It's etched vinyl, uh, like etched glass vinyl. So it's like a textured clear. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And that actually originally, before I was in Perfect Poise, that actually was the same setup, but it was a Surface logo. So yeah. it was a Surface logo. I remember, the Surface yeah, I remember S that. All, all uh-huh. over like that. Do that's you, that, I, I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off and uh, I'll let you finish your thought. But do you want to talk about uh, your other club? Because I had that as a note because you were My in other club? Castaways. Yes, that was the first club I was in. So okay. how I even just got into cars, let's go way back. Okay. Yeah. Hey, let's let's get away. Let's yeah, get the like, right here. What got you into trucks? And then I put, um, how'd you get involved with Perfect Poise? So let's okay, hit on we'll, those. We'll, we'll go through all those. So the first thing, how did I get into trucks? I actually wasn't into trucks. I thought trucks were stupid for the longest <laughs> time. Like I was just like, why would you want a truck? Like, and this is really out before I saw like bag trucks and stuff like that. But just like trucks were never cool to me. Cars were cool to me. And the thing that got me into cars, to be a hundred percent honest, was the first Fast and Furious movie. Like, oh wait, dude, that, that that's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, like we, yeah. you know, that, that was prime age for that. Just mm-hmm. you know, just got the license, you know, mm-hmm. in around that time, and uh, we went to see that. And then you know, they used to do the illegal drags, you know, out by the small airport in our area every Saturday night, and it was fun to go out there and watch like. People get wild out there and have a good time. And uh, but yeah, I saw that movie and was just like, yeah, this is cool. Cars are cool. And at the time I was driving uh, like my first car, which was a 93 Ford Escort. Um, oh, that cool. Was, that was <laughs> that's my, cool. I, I love that car. Like, yeah, that's a cool honestly, car. I'll maybe if I ever have like tons of money, I'll get another one just because, you know, your son, your son, Remy, here you go, Remy, happy 16th birthday. Here's a 93 (laughs) 93. Ford Escort. (laughs) But I 
mean, it wasn't that old. It wasn't that old at the time, you know what right. I mean? No, like, yeah. I, I was the same as a 93 Civic. But honestly, yeah. I think the Escort was nicer than the Civic. They just didn't make as many aftermarket parts for it. You know? I, I always nice thought the interior. Escort had a, a really nice shape to it. And I think because yeah. I was uh, my so my my first club that I was in, the vice president had an Escort. And it I just probably my impressionable brain was like, it always had good lines to it. Yeah, I thought it looked cool. So um, that was what I was driving. It was actually my dad's, but he had got a motorcycle and he wasn't really driving the car. And at this point, like, I have my license now. And I'm like, hey, can I borrow the car? And then I'm just driving the car all the time. And it basically, mm-hmm. like, becomes mine. It wasn't, like, handed down to me. It just was like, <laughs> I'm the one driving this thing all the time. And uh, we saw that movie. Nick had a Geo Prism, which <laughs> uh, uh, at the time, well, both these cars are four-door. And then our buddy had a two-door Cavalier. And we just had nothing to do on the weekend so we were like we could do stuff like that but we all three had cars they didn't make anything for and they also don't make any sense mm-hmm. yeah like so, in, in the mini truck scene like what yeah. do you have like oh i a geo prism yeah exactly so but we're in this like body go ahead no sorry i don't mean to cut you off but however i don't know about the prism but i have seen some we talked about the escort is really cool have yeah. you ever seen that cavalier on huge billet wheels oh yeah that's like yeah. severed so, ties floor yeah it's in so i mean slaughterhouse built. yeah in yeah. Texas. Okay. I mean, so people work, will work with what they got. Yeah. No, there was definitely more options for the, the thing. So, like, body kits are a big deal after oh, it, yeah. Fast mm-hmm. and Furious. So, like, my buddy who had the Cavalier, he actually was able to go to, like, the import store and buy, like, a fiberglass kit that was made for his car. But me and Nick couldn't do that yeah. with the two cars that we had. So, we're buying, like, Accord parts. And then this is where we learned, to like, how to fiberglass and stuff. So, we're, like, cutting up these parts for Accords and sectioning them and, like, grafting them to the OEM bumpers and doing all this like crazy stuff to these cars that are like nobody's doing <laughs> do you have do you have photos of these yeah i'll send you some yeah stuff. you have to send yeah. send me some photos and I'll yeah i definitely want to see that escort was like uh shave doors uh custom body kit that was made for it from an accord kit at one point i had r32 skyline taillights in the back that were like frenched in it's the only thing i didn't do to that on that car myself it's the only thing i regret it was one of those situations where i was like this is beyond me. I cannot do this. Where should I go? And people are like, go to this guy, go to this guy. And I'm like, okay, how much guy? And he was like this much. That sounds reasonable to me. Has my car for five months. Isn't answering the phone. Isn't answering the doors. Finally get a hold of him. Uh, I get the car back. It's night. Like he definitely gave it back to me at night on purpose or whatever. (laughs) And then I go and I'm just like, uh, he had like done the most ghetto stuff. And it was like, uh, there was no seal. Like you couldn't wash the car because water would just go in the trunk because he didn't plan for oh. like sealing and stuff. It wow. looked really cool. I still rocked it for a long time like that, but it wasn't what I wanted. Um, and it, it basically put that car at a point where it was like, I wasn't really coming back from it, you know? And it got mm-hmm. to the point with that car where I was doing a bunch of stuff to it. I think a lot of people's first cars are like this, where you get oh, to yeah. a point where you're like, I was trying all these things. And now I just need to get a reliable car to get me to and from work. Yeah. And then you switch over. So that was so my was that, first experience was Fast and Furious. So was that switch, you, you know, coming out of that car? Because um, I remember that you had like a, uh, I think it was a Mazda. that a you had two five ma- wagon. That's yeah. what it was. And it was too many miles. Because that was a pretty cool car too. Yeah, I love that car. That was actually the first car that I ever bought like from a dealership. So my uh, grandfather like co-signed on it for me and i bought that car new 13 miles on it from the dealer and i wanted something that was 
small and fun, but I wouldn't mess with right away. Like I liked the body lines on it and the styling of it. And I didn't want something where I was immediately like going to go buy like a, a civic and then be like, well, they make all these parts for it and start like dumping all this money and like cutting mm-hmm. stuff up and doing all that stuff. So I drove that car everywhere. I mean, that's how I am. I don't get rid of stuff. You're like, I've owned so many cars and trucks over the time or whatever, but like, <laughs> I, like I've owned three. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> but I will run something into the ground. Like I will have it forever. I'll put it on the side of the house and then eventually I'll have to get rid of it for space or something. That's kind of what happened with the escort. Um, when I did that Mazda, I also, I mean, we took it everywhere. We drove that to the drop zone. We drove that to every California show. We drove it to Texas. We drove it everywhere. And then I had a job for a while as a courier. So I was just putting miles. When I got that plate on That's it, where I had you like 250,000 miles on it. Yeah. That's crazy. Those are all my miles, too. Those are all <laughs> my miles. And, That's cool. Uh, yeah, and then I, that car got to a point where I was like, ah, I don't know what to do with this. And then I got a weird, you know, idea. I was like, I'm going to rattle can this car. And uh, that, that car. That was cool. Yeah, if you don't, if a lot of people didn't realize that's what it was. It looked kind of like a wrap, but it was actually uh, all city graffiti paint. I painted that car with graffiti I remember, paint. I remember but saying I, that, yeah. I did it like. I was painting a car like I masked the whole car off and I took my time and if something looked a little bit weird I brought it back down and redid it and everything like that. He had a plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that car had like was starting to get a little beat up. It had uh gotten a little bit of hail damage uh when I was driving it once and so I just like popped those little things out, wanted to do something a little different with it. And then I did that car was wrapped but only the center. So the center of the hood and then up across the roof and then inside the trunk when I eventually built like a custom trunk. And those are all, all those images was art that I had saved off the internet for years and years and years. So like I do a little bit of graphic design and stuff like that and have always been into art and everything. And those were all like referencing. So a color reference, style reference, stuff that I had saved in this huge folder, um, you know, for years. And I was like, I'm never going to do anything with this. And these are really cool pictures. No one's ever going to see it. So Nick was working at a shop that did uh, final wraps at the time. And I just had him, you know, after hours, print me all these collaged out things. I know that was that. so that cool. car was I really remember. fun. Yeah, yeah, it was a really cool looking car. And and I, I'm reminded that even you had it like on the console, you had the console wrapped in the mm-hmm. same kind of thing. Yeah. And the you got you and the, the surface crew were doing like stuff like crazy color not crazy colors but different colors like you weren't mm. just painting it black or painting it red you painted it that really cool like aqua teal color yeah and uh, uh, correct me if i'm wrong it didn't have like pink wheels on it and yeah i got rx8 wheels i really always like that like five spoke on those and then i had them uh powder coated with like a like a candy purple powder and that coat. was way before we were talking in the last episode how you know things have changed and how people have kind of like become more accepting of of the color spectrum because yeah. I remember making a T-shirt a long time ago and it had a tiny bit of pink on it and dudes would not yeah. buy. It. They're like, I'm not. Yeah. Nope. Mm-mm. And now love, every, you know, yeah, everybody. Yeah, I it. love color. I got a hot take. The kids in the import scene right now are the mini truckers of the of the early '90s and the late '80s, in my opinion. Like, okay, like. Not on the level. Well, I guess kind of on that level because at that time people weren't necessarily cutting everything up yet, right? Like, 
Yeah, but the the thing that there's a big difference in the import world when it comes to body modifications and stuff. Yeah, they import cars and that scene like Volkswagens and water cooled and things that's been around since the mini truck yeah. has been around. You mm-hmm. don't you just don't do the same modifications to a car that you do to a truck. Yeah, it's totally different. Um, they their big thing is like wheels. Yeah, like the proper wheels versus China made wheels or yeah. or. Certain. Uh, I just like that, like they're big on color, wild color, yeah, different mm-hmm. wraps, different paint. Well, that's like, why, I, like, I always hit you guys, like, I'll talk to you or, or Lindsay mm-hmm. about style. I'm like, yeah. hey, what do you think about this? Because I have zero style. Yeah. Where you guys can see things go, that would look cool or that would look cool. Yeah. And I think a lot of it too, going back to like me thinking that that era, like this, those kids are kind of in that same realm, is that they're. They're doing what they can with the budget they have a lot of times mm. and mm. just trying to make it look wild and like like a young person does. And I, I Yeah, I, I can really totally like see what you're talking about. Because they do that the limbos I've seen where they're crawling on the yeah. cars. Yeah, yeah, I've there's, experienced those. There's like complete disregard for the, the body panels and things like that. Yeah. They're just mm. doing it. They're having a, they're doing whatever they can to have fun. Yeah. But I love get, I love that scene. I love I follow a lot of that stuff. I just think it looks cool. There's a lot of stuff car related that I think's really neat and uh you know, I've always been to cars and trucks and then I'll take I took my truck out recently to an import show and I was like I feel like this kind of fits like I have a a retro and 80s like Nissan, so I have like something like oh, that's kind of big. Getting big in there is those like older oh, square headlight cars and stuff yeah, like yeah. that, like Datsuns and stuff like that. A lot of those kids are doing that type of stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, so I felt like it kind of fit. I got a really good reception, and I thought that was neat. Just get different yeah, eyes really cool. on it. Yeah, so, yeah, that's yeah, definitely really cool. I remember being at Sowo in Georgia, the Southern Werther Sea, and going, "I just want to bring my truck here." Yeah, I just want. To, I don't want any of these cars. Like, yeah, I mean they're cool and stuff, but I was like, I want to bring my mini truck yeah. here. Mm-hmm. No, that's how I felt, and it's fun because they lock up to it, and like a lot of those cars are really low, but like they're not low like my truck is like, low. Yeah, and they're like when the wheel is like tucked up in there, and they're like, "What is this? Like, what's going on here?" And my I experience. Have, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Oh no, <laughs> I was just gonna. I was gonna interject my my experience. I've had the same experience, but not with the import scene. I went to one import show. It was a clean culture show down in SoCal. Yeah. Not my jam. I've talked about that before. (laughs) Not my thing. However, the exact same thing you're describing is the Dockweiler scene. The the, the mini truck revival, L.A. Dockweiler scene. And these dudes, to me, they are doing what we used to do. They have these, like, just incredibly stripped down, chopped down, lowered trucks. Like, most of them are just static dropped. Although, I don't know if it's because maybe the two scenes are merging or maybe it's just... I don't know what the situation yeah. is now, but a lot more of them are getting bagged. But they have that that same thing. And when I took my truck there, I remember going to one of their events, parking the truck, and checking all these different rides, really getting into the vibe. And this dude comes up to me. He's like, oh, this thing is so sick. I'm like, oh, thanks, man. And he goes, yeah, I've never seen a wild-built mini truck like this. Yeah. My truck is not wild <laughs> at all. Like, it's pretty pretty basic, you know? But yeah. that's what you're talking about. Like, it's this, uh, it's this culture that exists like parallel to ours, but they're doing it how we used to do it back in the day. Yeah. And I think it's like a big thing about all that stuff. is just like mutual respect for being interested in vehicles. Like, Oh yeah, for sure. You know, maybe they're not doing a build that you would do, but you appreciate what they're doing. And then absolutely the same way. Like I've always been about, you know, positivity when it comes to stuff like that. And plenty Mm -hmm. of people build 
stuff the way I wouldn't want to build it or whatever. I look at something and I'm like, ah, that's not, I wish they would have done this or that or whatever, but Mm -hmm. you still respect what they're doing. And I've always been big on like not talking trash about stuff at shows and stuff like that. Like that drives me nuts. I'm just like, if it's not for me, it's not for me. And you know, as long as something doesn't look unsafe, when something looks unsafe, then I'm like, ah, you gotta be positive in this whole thing. And you gotta, you gotta like be, because it's way easier to be positive than negative, you know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's a big. Uh, that's a big thing. Is it is. It's super easy to be mean. Super easy to be talked down. But it's it's not easy to do the opposite. Yeah. I and said it the other way, you know, but I get it. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you see a build or something like that, and you're kind of like, eh. and then you see it again a year later, and you're like, oh yeah, they turned it around. Like okay. Sometimes yeah. you just don't know. I mean, there's plenty of stuff on my truck that it's like to me i'm like oh my god i just hope so nobody's looking at that you know it's just, it's just the same yeah. thing it's like you're always going to like critique yourself the most or right. at least that's how it feels with a lot of stuff but mm. yeah there's stuff on my truck like you're talking about how much like you enjoy my interior and stuff like that but to me it is so unfinished right now that like i don't post pictures of it because i'm like i'm not comfortable posting a picture of it right now at this stage or like mm-hmm. when i take it to an event or something like that i'm like you know, there's been times where I've uh, taken the dash out and gone to a show. Or, like, I didn't have the dash in when you shot. Yeah, I didn't have a dash. Uh, when you were in town or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, it was just kind of, like, whatever. But I'm at a know, pretty, like, you know, further one, point oh, now, but, yeah. No, Go I ahead. was just saying, uh, again, again, the little creative details. You had the dash out, but then you threw that little sticker in there and said, it'll be finished someday. Or I, I Yeah, don't worry. It'll be finished someday. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's so that's great. partially for me oh. as like a, yeah. as like a, you know, I'm in, when I'm driving it and I see that and oh. I, the dash is out and it's just like, because going back to that, like I'll get those Facebook memories from 12 years ago and be like, to me, even though a lot has changed, it's almost like it's still the same. And it's like, mm. you feel like you get, you, you watch other people around you build crazy stuff and, you know, keep moving and doing all these things. And they get to a level where like they're painted and they pay for paint. And I'm just like, I don't know if I'll ever have the budget for a real paint job. And I'm also like a really weird picky person. So it's like, am I going to spend a bunch of money to get it painted and then not be happy with what it was? Yeah. Yeah. So I get nervous about that stuff, but yeah, it's like, so that's there partially for me to be like, don't worry. Like someday it will be done. That's well, luckily, cool. That's cool. I luckily, like that. luckily you, uh, you know how to rattle can very well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the truck right now is not rattle can. It is actual like car primer with toner, with purple toner in it. And it's sprayed out of a gun or whatever. It's not perfect. You know, that's one of those things where you're like, like people are like, oh, I love your truck. It's one of my favorite trucks and stuff like that. And I'm like, you sure? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's like me, there's like a spot on the the driver or passenger side, like door to fender where like, you know, we painted it at night. You could barely see what was going on <laughs> or whatever. And there's like a, like a heavy spot right there or whatever. And the light catches it and it drives me nuts. I'm like, I hope nobody's looking at that. No one's looking at no that. No one is dri- looking when at you're that. Go- when you're driving 70, 80 miles an hour down the road, like and this high yeah. off the ground, just this high off the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too, is like, uh, the past couple of years, you know, uh, you know, since I have my, my son, he's seven now, but like, you know, it's a lot harder to just go out and do stuff. Yeah. You know, um, especially a truck. Like I, I driving a 1985 tin can, I'm mm-hmm. not putting my child in that truck. Right. It's right. barely safe. It's not safe for me if I'm getting a wreck. It's a tin can. Like, yeah. you know, it's a modified tin can that's yeah. like, like, and half inch off the ground. 
And uh, so it's, it gets a lot harder to do stuff. So like the Art of Noise, the show on the baseball fields, that's two miles from my house. Like, like it's like a hundred yard straight shot, but it's like a two mile drive. And uh, that's like the only show I had been bringing the truck to for a while. I'd bring it out like twice a year. I'd bring it to their normal show in February and then I drive it right back home. And then I would bring it out to their 4th of July show. And then I bring it back home and I'd stare at it all the time every day and be like, man, I really need to work on this. Mm-hmm. But I just have so much other stuff going well, on. You think, do you think your club put some pressure on you by putting the truck on the artwork for Cruise to the Pines? Yeah, oh, that's I right. Mean, that was, <laughs> yeah, that was like a nice bump a little bit. Yeah. And, but I, I, in the end, by the time show day gets here, there's not as much done to it as I want to have done. Yeah. You know, I have like a full painless style uh wiring hot rod wiring kit i want to rewire the whole truck so that i know like what every single little wire goes to i don't need all these bundles of wires that are under the dash right now going to nothing i Mm -hmm. you know i get really nervous about that type of stuff where you know i see dudes in like a busted mini truck that are just posting that they're driving their stuff cross country back and forth all the time. And I'm like so scared to drive (laughs) Uh like 10 miles. Like, you know what I mean? I would be nervous to drive out here today, but uh, I mean, there's no AC, there's no way it's like 115 today. There's no way I would have done that anyway. But you know, I always, that's where my mind is always going where I'm like, ah, it's just like, what if something happens? Like, and 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 then that delays me, delays me, delays me into like really getting the work I want to get done on it done. And that what you just described is exactly what we were talking about in our last episode, because we were we kind of touched on the whole like, you know, drive versus trailer kind of thing. And we've touched on built, not bought exactly what you described is exactly why these arguments are kind of redundant. It's because there's just so much there's everybody's different. Everybody has different ideas. Like you said, Mm. some dude will drive his busted mini truck all the way, you know, to Texas. That's cool. Like, that's awesome. I respect that. But everybody's different. You know, like, yeah, you gotta, just, like and that I, ties into the positivity thing. Just let just let people do their thing, man. Just be positive. Yeah. Yeah. Talk yeah. behind their back. Yeah, like a real man. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but no, but my thing with that is like I am almost like jealous of that like mentality on some mm, level. Yeah. To be like because in all reality, like when I first got my truck and like was doing a little bit to it, like I drove it to West Coast Nationals with like holes in the floor and like heat coming in and did West Coast Nationals and I drove it all the way home or whatever. But then every time after that, I'm like, I don't know if I could drive it that far or whatever. We just recently did that like cruise because our perfect poise, our cruise of the Pines events usually every May. And uh, we got canceled this year due to wildfires that were happening up north. Mm -hmm. So uh, the fire departments were using our showgrounds as like their main hub. And so we had to switch things up and move the date. Um, so on the date that we would have done it, we did a local cruise and a barbecue for people. We were like, Hey guys, you know, we're really sorry. We don't want this to happen either, but let's cruise around town and put some miles on our vehicles and stuff like that. So yeah. That's cool. That, I, I thought that was, that was the really first, cool. that was the first time and the longest that I've driven my truck in a long time. And it felt really good. And it was it a long, really, that was a long drive. Oh, it was a really long drive. Yeah. And going back to people being like, you know, they're not looking at whatever that I'm self-conscious about when I'm like driving this thing is that like that day I had four separate randos, not in the scene, people, regular cars, people who are like rolling their windows down, like, oh, that's so cool. Like whatever, you know, I had, I had the tablet in there too. And so like when I was driving, I was almost home and like 
the whole interior is lit up with this tablet and some guy rolls up next to me. I'm like, you know, two blocks that's from my cool. house. He's just like, that's so cool, man. It makes you feel really good because when you start to get to that point in your build where you're like, man, I'm pretty close to being like done. I don't think they're ever done. Yeah. Unless you're building them to sell it bear Jackson or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you start to get a little bit of depression on some levels of like, oh, I'm never going to be able to finish this thing or whatever. And then when you do take it out and people are like, Oh, I really love seeing this or I like the progress or whatever. It does kind of give you a little jump start. Or that, whatever. What you so. described happens to me frequently. It's because like I've said before that when we go to shows, the number one question everybody asks is like, where's the forerunner? And I wish I could yeah. take it to more events. But when you do take it to the events, it's like exactly what you said. It's almost like a reset button. You're just like, oh, yeah, I remember why I love this truck. And my brain, you said this earlier about me owning so many vehicles. My dumb brain goes, I don't see the truck because it's in a it's in a like a on on the compound. I have a separate like building that houses all my cars. So in that building is where the truck sits. So I don't I'm not like it's not like in my garage where I just open the door and like, there it is every day. Kind of like how you, it's like in a separate building. So I don't see it very often. So my dumb brain goes like, well, you know, I could sell it and I could get Uh, a Tacoma and I like start doing all this stuff. But then like you said, when you get in and you drive, you're like, Oh yeah, I love this thing. (laughs) I I see mine every single day and I go, and that thing's cool. You got to get to work on that thing, you know? (laughs) And Frank's is like, you're talking about yours being like a shell or a tin can, right? Yeah. Frank's is like a fully put together truck. Yeah. <laughs> With, and he's still like, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I, I, I and I, and that is my fault. And I, I need to stop doing that and just be appreciative yeah. of what Will, I have. Will is to at the point in his build where it's going to get expensive. Like the next yeah. steps. All the stuff I need to do is expensive. Are the expensive. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's bagged and body dropped, but the paint, like, yeah, especially on a truck like that, you know what I mean. Like if you want it, if if you want it nice and panels to be straight, yeah, mm-hmm. gaps to be good. Like here, it's it's uh, it's as of now, I'll probably wrap it. That's the direction that I'm leaning. Um, because it actually has a pretty straight body. Like the bed's in really good condition, uh, and everything like that. And even wrapping it, it can be expensive. It's mm-hmm. still a couple thousand dollars to to oh yeah do like a full wrap. Yeah, but, but you and Nick can do like, it though. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I can get creative with that. So I can be like, well, let's do something a little bit different. And, you know, Nick has a little experience wrapping mm-hmm. the vehicles and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's like I can start to like really start turning the wheels when I get to that point. I could but yeah, only... everything I need right now is money. It's like uh, I need to resheet metal the bed. You know, I can't do that myself. I have to pay someone and I want to pay somebody, you know, to do that. But that means I have to save money for that, you know. I want to rewire the truck that I can do myself, but it's just a big project. Um, the paint thing, finishing the interior, like all those little things start to add up and I don't got a lot of money when it comes to no, for sure. doing that stuff. I have all, you know, nice things and I live well and I appreciate everything that I have, but mm-hmm. like, I just can't just dump you don't, all the money I want to. <laughs> when Frank was talking earlier, he's like, yeah, my truck is in another building. <laughs> on the compound yeah so i don't see it every day when i walk out to my garage it's in a separate you know bill yeah the way you describe that in my i'm picturing you know those big houses with the big There's nice shops hedges, and stuff and lots of hedges <laughs> yeah no it's not like that but it is interesting <laughs> yeah no i know it's just funny when you're thinking when you were saying that it was funny to listen to yeah 
Yeah. Um, well, cool, man. This has been a great conversation. And I, I was hoping that like, this is the way it was going to go. I was just this really great conversation and, and kind of like, you know, I said earlier, and I think it's, it's as we get more involved with our guests, um, I, this is sort of like how I think about it. Like when I was talking about trucks and stuff, I like showing, like, I like showing people like, this is a cool truck. You need to check out this truck, check out this truck. And I feel like that with this interview and with Joey, that's kind of what we're doing in these interviews. We're like, this is a really cool person. I need you to listen to this person for a while mm-hmm. because they're really cool. And I think, yeah, and I think that conversation went just like that. It is. It is. It's, it's going to be exactly that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'd love to come back sometime too, because yeah, like, definitely. you guys are trying to keep everything to an hour, but I'm like, Oh, now I'm like in it and yeah. I'm like, Oh, we just started going off and all these things. And it's like, well, even, oh, yeah, but even Joey's like, we didn't talk about, there was so much we didn't talk about. Yeah, I know. Our, tri- I think our we, trips to mi- our trips to Mississippi, our, our trips yeah. to car shows. We didn't talk about any of that stuff. And I, afterwards, I was like, oh, I mean, there's a good chance you might be coming back to redo this if this doesn't work. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, but, I, but prior to this, I was like, uh, okay, I'm just going to write down a list of all the times that when I'm in my car, I'm yelling out the answers to them in the previous episodes. <laughs> listen to us. My well, you're here now, so 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 tell us what we tell need us to do what, better on yeah. our podcast. Tell us how to Frank, be better, Frank. You have to stop apologizing. I I didn't oh. do that once Which in this I, episode. He didn't do and that I once made, this episode. Yeah, and no, I made I it a point. I, <laughs> I uh, no, I I think you guys are doing great. I think that you're getting better every episode. You're getting more comfortable for sure. Um, you know, uh, you had mentioned in another one, but like I only had a few small things that like from someone who just kind of like listens to podcasts you know, as a person, which is like most people, um, I was just like, yeah, you guys are apologizing a lot. You're, <laughs> you're, you don't need to apologize. Nobody's worried about it. Or like, uh, you're prefacing stuff too much. Like, let me just preface this with like, <laughs> yeah. uh, don't, don't attack me on this one, but you know, this is what I think. Or whatever. It's just like, yeah. Hey, just say it. This is your guys's thing. This is, this is your thing, but cool. Yeah, you guys have gotten more and more comfortable. I really enjoy listening to them. So I know this is man. episode. What is this episode eleven? Eleven, yeah. By episode twenty, we're just going to be full blown like talking, yeah, madness. Yeah. I think they say that like it takes like forty. Se- it like- takes though, from what I read, it takes seven, seven episodes, not necessarily to get settled in and, and that, but it takes seven episodes to to see if it's going to be sustainable. Yeah, but I mean, it takes like forty to be like. Oh, you go back to the you go back to the early ones and go, whoa, what were we doing there? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Awesome. But yeah, man. I think you guys are doing doing great, and I really Thanks, appreciate dude. that you guys thought enough of me to come on. And yeah, for sure. Like that. I hope it's good. I was gonna. I was I only gonna have at, four things written down. <laughs> do you? I have. Did we go through all your four? Yeah, we had everything. Okay. I got? I have um, basically the Arizona truck scene. I wanted to get your take on it. I mean, I've been here for seven years now or something yeah. like that. And, I, and I've always been a part of the Arizona truck scene because I've always come out here yeah. for things. Yeah. But you've been in it. My opinion on it is that it has shrank as people get older. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a lot of stuff still in hiding. Like, uh, I think Severed Ties is a pretty good example of that. Their Arizona chapter kind of disappeared for a while. And then in the past few years, those guys are just like, Hey, I'm finally finishing this or I'm building this and bringing it out. And like, yeah, all of a sudden they're like, you know, contending for, you know, I've been uh, talking participation to, and stuff like that again. Yeah. And it's really exciting to see that the yellow Mazda with the rotary in it. I love, oh, yeah. I've always loved yeah. that truck. Oh, yeah, so cool. I uh, want to feature Steve Lang's, uh, white Toyota that yeah. he stud, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully get some interior in that. 
that uh, I don't know his name, Billet Fan. That's all I know. That's what I say. I've told I tell him every time I said, when you're ready, let me know because yeah. That I'll team up with you on that one. I want to be involved in that because. Like, well, we've been talking about that for a long time. Like, yeah. I've always like, Will, when you're ready, man, like if you have some ideas, let's do it. I'm let's ready. Yeah. It's just, just you push me to it. I, I, you know, I have all this stuff like the day job and all that stuff. Yeah. And it's like, whatever, like, um, like I'm the general manager at my shop. So I'm worried about 13 people, you know, every day that I have to think about beyond myself and all that stuff. And so I get wrapped up into that. A lot of, a lot of my life is work related. Um, so on the weekends I have to be very like, if it's something that's not just like spending raw time with my family like that, it's like, yeah, I just need you to be like, Hey, I'm going to go shoot this. I think he's pretty close. So I think that it runs and stuff now. Cause I've seen him drive yeah. it a couple of times. What truck are you guys referencing? Hot, it's a yellow Mazda with like, Oh, uh, they, that's the same one you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, standard yeah. Cab. That thing's so sick. Yeah. Steve yeah. Lang's is sick. Huge. What's that? Steve Lang's truck is sick. Yeah. I have always said about the Arizona scene. Get that Mazda, though, the rotary. I've always said about the Arizona scene the entire time that I've been going out there is they always hold it down out there. Like, things are oh, always yeah. super clean. Like, clubs like Ardenoise out there, your guys' club, Perfect Poise, uh, Severed Ties. Like, they always had super clean vehicles and super clean builds. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, one thing I always said about Arizona. The scene here, when I first started getting into it, was massive. Like, massive. Like, I mean... You know, you go places, there's a huge car scene in Arizona. So like if a new McLaren comes out, chances are you're going to end up seeing it in mm-hmm. a couple of, you know what I mean? It like mm-hmm. every car that's made on the planet, you know, basically like you'll see it around town. Somebody here's got it and yeah. you know, whether they're in town for like a, something like Barrett Jackson or good guys or whatever the case may be. And the same thing, especially earlier back when we were getting started, it felt like with mini trucks and stuff like that. Like you could drive around for a couple a week and you'd probably see two mini trucks mm-hmm. in a week. And that's like a lot. Like there's people who probably don't see any except the one that they have in their town. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It so, used to be like I, that where, where I'm at too. Like, well, I mean, SoCal, just SoCal in general, you could, yeah. you know, 15 years ago, you could drive anywhere and there was a, a, a mini truck rolling around. However, it's still the same, I think, because you can drive around and you see all sorts of neat stuff. Just cruising yeah. around, and I think that's just the Southwest in general. The weather's always pretty decent to be out there cruising around, so you'll always yeah. come across something cool. The Arizona scene in general has is yeah, the mini truck scene might have shrank a little bit, but it's branched off into so many other things. Oh, yeah, like that's the, the point C, that I was the, saying. The C tens. I mean, you look at Dinos, and it's yeah, like it's not a mini C10 truck event, but it's still like a, it's something fun to go to. Yeah, it's like there's always automotive. I mean, today there was trucks and coffee down at AZ Pro Performance, mm-hmm. and it. And, uh, yeah, the mini truck scene in general might not be that, but it's, it's huge. Like you said, the car scene, you can go to Scottsdale and see how many mm-hmm. rad cars just driving around. And that's and just, like mini trucks. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. sorry. I feel like I keep cutting you off. No, I'm no, sorry. Okay. You guys need to, you guys need to quit apologizing to each yeah, other. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, uh, no, that's the same thing for the, that's the point that I was trying to make here in the so in SoCal. Like it's not, you're not going to see too many mini trucks. But, I mean, you'll see mm. a badass hot rod, a low rider. Yeah. Like, I was just coming home the other day through the pass, and there's a dude driving a full show 63 Impala down the pass. It's just like, yeah. that's, that's how it is. Yeah. The mini truck scene, too, a lot of that has to do with age. Everybody's getting older. Mm. So, you have, too, like, a lot of people who were building, like, mini trucks, and then they were, like, 
I'm getting older, I want something bigger, and then they're a full size, and then they're like, well, I want something classics, and they get more into, like, hot rods or, like, C-10s. I think the C-10s, uh, even though that scene is, like, I'm kind of getting tired. <laughs> There's so many of them. <laughs> but they're really nice. Yeah. But, no. like, that kind of, that kind of, that scene, to me, is, like, a homogenization of, like, classics, like, hot rods, like, mm-hmm. that, and then, like, mini truck style like you know it's really big to have those vehicles on the ground now like that's like why wouldn't you you know mm-hmm. they make so many ways to do it um but i feel like that's where people go and then some people aren't like me where i'll own a vehicle until it doesn't run anymore and then it still sits on the side of the house or whatever and they're like well i want to build something that's worth money so that i can mm-hmm. sell that thing mm-hmm. or whatever and like that and i think that's like where a lot of the like local mini truck stuff went was like the people who had them kind of moved on to other things. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I think it, it's starting to come back around. I mean, some of the, like uh, using severed ties as a reference, like them coming out with all this stuff lately. That's just like uh mini trucks again, you know, it's like a it's, cycle swing back around. Yeah. It's like a cycle. Yeah. And you just said it, like you start off building, you know, a mini truck and then you grab, I don't want to use the term graduate, but you eventually got go into like a hot rod classic but then you get to a point where it's uh, now you're like, I want to build that truck I had 20 years ago, but better. Yeah. And I think a yeah. lot of people are doing that right now. And I think we're going to yeah. see that the the mini truck scene start expanding again. Yeah, me too. I think it'll be cool, especially uh, they're they're cheaper to work on. Yeah. Smaller. <laughs> yeah. You're not spending even just the materials 000. alone are less money. Yeah. So that's that's all relative though because a paint job on a mini truck costs the exact same pay- as a yeah. fancy car that's true but it's <laughs> i feel like they're like good they're like toys so they're kind of like a different way to express your creativity I yeah think. that's a that's a that's a uh it's a really good way to say talk about mini trucking is expressing creativity because in other scenes i'll use the c10 scene as an example there is it is hard to express creativity because essentially if you stray too far from the classic look, then it becomes it doesn't really justify the truck. A, a C10 is a hot rod, and yeah. and you don't want to like do t- so much to it to where it like makes it look weird. Yeah. Where or, again, to me that kind of goes back to like the resale value. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel like I can't resell this. I've done yeah. too many. You're not going to put different taillights in it, or you're not going to do something crazy because in the back of your head you're like, I bought this thing for twenty grand. I'm not gonna like make it worth ten grand. Yeah. Frank's, but a mini truck, but a mini truck, you you buy it for five grand, six grand, whatever it is. You know what I mean? It's whatever you do to it really doesn't uh, affect the the price. Yeah. Frank's uh, C10 is a really good example of that. Uh, Frank from Eye Candy, because that one, mm-hmm. I agree, and I and I haven't been in the C10 scene long enough to like really have a great assessment of it. But from what I gather, like that was the closest thing it was to doing something pretty outside of the box. Have this like all gold. C10 with these crazy wheels on it and stuff like that. Cause I think, like I said, I don't have any, uh, like anything to base this on, but I would imagine that when you're building a C10, you're like, okay, it's gotta be like one of these colors and I got to use these sets of wheels and got to use these parts yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you look at the builds that Frank does and that Jeremy does, you should see the mini truck in there. Cause they're, yeah. the colors are a little different or, you know, I just um, uh, listened to uh, uh, OLP podcast with Mike Finnegan. I had no idea Frank uh, painted burnt taco. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, he that. Frank painted a lot of like cars. Like, remember that orange Lincoln from Severed Ties from back in the day? I knew, it was like a town knew that car. One, yeah, yeah. There's some some cool stuff that he's done. But yeah, he comes from Mini Truck and Roots, and I think when when if you come from Mini Truck and Roots, you can always tell in your builds mm-hmm. that you were a Mini Trucker because it's yeah. a little bit lower, or it's a little bit more custom, mm-hmm. or you didn't buy the stuff off the shelf. Yeah, you know, you you, you kind of. I mean, you look at Frank's C10, like you said, that entire tonneau cover was welded shut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, who does that? Right. Yeah, no. Yeah, definitely. That's what I'm saying. That's like the closest thing I've seen lately to a wild like C10. Or, or pe- people will say, um, you know, what what tubs am I getting? Heart fab tubs or slosh tubs? Mm-hmm. It's like, why don't you make some tubs? Yeah. You know whose truck uh, is a really good. Ex- <laughs> I was going to say, that's not to say, too, that there aren't like right now we're generalizing and I'm mm-hmm. saying like. Oh, there's a lot of off-the-shelf yeah. builds, and people aren't as wild or whatever. But that's not true. Like that oh, yeah. scene is massive. Oh, if you yeah, go to Dino's. You're like, oh my god, look yeah. at this guy did this, and mm-hmm. this guy did yeah. this, or whatever. I don't have yeah. enough but, experience in the the scene. I can only make generalizations of stuff. I don't have enough experience to say specific stuff. Just sort of like what I've, <laughs> yeah, what I've seen. It's, it's it, yeah. There's guys out there that are doing crazy stuff, mm-hmm. hand fa- hand hand fabbing stuff. I hope to find out next so. weekend when we go to that sea tension. I'm excited, man. I want to. I do want to like dip my my. You know, get in there, get in the mud on that scene, and really find out well, you all know, the, the the things about it. Frank likes to party. You know what I mean? Like he like yeah. he, he likes to drink his beers and hang out in I hotels do. and stuff. I think when he goes to this next weekend, he's gonna be like, "So when are we going to the next one?" Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> I think so. I have I have so, my compound. I have two C10s. <laughs> I have a six. I know. I have a sixty-three. Like, I have a sixty-three, yeah. and I have an eighty or seventy-eight. Huh? Just past the fountain, yeah. out front, right past the fountain. <laughs> just, well, yeah. With the, the gates then, open. <laughs> <laughs> well, the best thing about that is you can just grab that C10, throw some uh, bone stock wheels on it, and get it running and go to a C10 show. I have. I it's think that's like what I might keep, do the 78. Yeah, you can't do that with a mini truck show. Yeah. yeah. You can't like cruise into Mini Nats with a bone stock 1998 Tacoma because they would go... Yeah, it doesn't work like that. Right. They're not old enough yet. You know? Right, right. And that's the different. That's that's like you're saying. Like that's the mini trucker mentality. I don't know. We can get into the mud about the whole thing, but that's sort of like a, a loose thing yeah. on it. Talking about C10s, do you remember? Uh, it was pretty popular, but one of my favorites of all time. It, and going back to like before, before a lot of them felt off the shelf. Um, is the one from Down to Earth? It was yellow and oh, white. Oh yeah, and Chris then it Kudo. was black after that. Oh my god. Chris That's Kudo. one of my favorite trucks of all time. Mm-hmm. That thing is beautiful. And it was just so wild, the body mods mm-hmm. and stuff on that, but it still kept like a retro classic. Again, you can tell it. when the mini truckers were building yeah. C10s versus not. Do you remember that trip we took out to uh bring the noise and it was mm-hmm. you, me, and then Kudo was out there? That dude yeah. drove that truck from SoCal to Phoenix. Like I we always say well, like this high off the ground. No, it was literally like maybe at the most, maybe an inch and a half, two inches. And he never all he the never way out there. It, yeah. He didn't lift it well, up. That's once. I told Panda, you know, for about the OBS. I said, I want to make this truck so where I don't have to lift it. Yeah. I, I want it. You know what I mean? If we have the narrow, the front, the front end, a little bit of whatever we have to do. I want this thing to function mm-hmm. that low because I want to be able to drive it across town turning mm-hmm. coming in you know what i mean and going into my driveway and just not having to i cool. will not lift my truck up like i, <laughs> I i've seen it <laughs> like uh i don't want someone to see me not low like <laughs> i get nervous about it like 
I'm kind of the same way with my car. My car is not anywhere near as low. My other car that my daily is a 2010 Ford Fusion on 20s and hydraulics, pretty basic, but it's it gets pretty low. I I tuck front and rear. I tuck wheel and uh, I'm the same way. Like just driving to work every day, I'm like as soon as I get out of the neighborhood, I'm like uh, adjust down <laughs> low. I have to be low. That's everywhere cool. and it's even worse with my truck i've driven i drove my truck to work a few years ago and i was driving by a building that had like glass windows and i was like oh my god this thing's way lower than my car <laughs> like you, when you see it again from the outside but that's the point and so like i'm a mini trucker and i have a bodied mini truck i'm going to drive this thing as low as i can possibly go i'm gonna hit stuff and scrape and bump and whatever and like i don't care I want to be low all the time. If someone sees me, they need to be like, wow, that's a low truck. That's, that's cool. what I, I hate. Be, I can't be lifted up. Yeah. That's why I hated driving. Not hated, but the Maxima, it didn't drive low well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I couldn't drive it low. It looked cool parked. Yeah. But I couldn't drive it like that. So I was like, well, why? Why? You know? Yeah. And then we spend a bunch of money and redo the suspension. No. Right. We're gonna, I'm going to get a truck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. And I know when I see someone else, like... Because especially because like I'm always thinking like from doing it for so long, everything that I look at is like, what if this was in the video? Oh, okay. You know, yeah. same thing. Mm. Same thing with music. I cannot listen to music like I can't just be like, I'm gonna enjoy this music. Naturally, my brain starts thinking like, okay, could this song get used in a video? Oh, cool. Like, and that's where I go with everything. But yeah, when I see someone else too, and I'm like, you should drive it lower. Like, let me see it lower. Like right now, like what if I was filming you? This needs to be lower. I know. <laughs> and I am yeah. guilt, like, I, I, li- I really think that's really cool. I'm the opposite. I don't know. I don't really drive, drive my truck. It up? Well, I mean, my, my ride height on the 4Runner is already pretty low, but not as low as it could be, you know? So, yeah. but yeah. See, ri- ride height is always a weird thing. Mm-hmm. It's um, a relative Max term. Fish, it is. Well, Max Fish um, always said ride height should be any height that you put it your your truck to there should be a set ride height mm-hmm. you should be able to ride it high low whatever it should just it should ride good so but here's the difference and this is my personality shining through i could drive that thing on the ground i could drive it everywhere it's yeah. it, it it performs well but i'm like i spent a lot of money on this one <laughs> that's why i get nervous about paint like talking about oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah. true that's like, true uh, it is my, especially with mini trucks, like it is my suggestion to anybody who's like new and getting into this scene and they're like, I want to build a mini truck or whatever like that is that you should definitely not paint it before you've driven it for a year at least. Like, you know, even mine just being primered, you know, and again, like I have to drive it as low as possible everywhere. It doesn't matter if I'm turning I can't be seen in that intersection with the front lifted up. Like it just, (laughs) so, you know, when I first was driving it, you know, I, uh, I have bubbles on my front fender from like, just not refusing to lift it up and like turning or whatever and rubbing a little bit of tire there or whatever. And if that was paint and not just primer, Mm. like I would have just been like, "Ah." yeah, like even if you have the money, I feel like you should like roll around and like, pre-finish mode mm-hmm. for a little while at least just to make sure that like everything perform not that it performs the way that you expect but like to know that like what mistakes are you going to make yep mm-hmm. uh at, as just like driving it around yeah. and stuff like I know when, I, oh go ahead no go ahead uh i forgot who told me but someone along the way told me they're like don't paint your truck and i'm like no no it's gonna be great and they're like as soon as you paint it you're not gonna want to drive it as much 
that person, I forget who it was, was right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or like when you, like I've always liked under construction builds. Like that's the, when we do our show, like uh, right away, I'm like, I want to judge under construction. Mm-hmm. Um, is you see all this progress and you see the directions that something's going and you're getting excited about it. And then they, they paint it and it wasn't like the way you wanted them to oh, paint it. And oh. you're like bummed out on it the same way. <laughs> like, I get, ner- I get nervous about that. Like people like my tinted primer right now. And then like, what's going to happen when I like paint it and then like, it bums someone out. Like, no, it doesn't matter. But that's the thing. It's like, mine, but like <laughs> some of the, some of my favorite builds and I was going to say this earlier and I'll say it now. Like you can tell when I'm like fanboying on a truck, like I'll just mm-hmm. use a lot. Like I did it. I do it a lot with Jaime Silva's truck. I do it a lot with your truck. I do it a lot with Eric, uh, Almeida's truck from our club. Like I just like obsessed, not obsessed, but I like latch onto a truck and I just like, like taking pictures yeah. of it and filming it and doing all this stuff. And the best trucks, are the ones where the the person who owns his trucks, their personality spills over. So like your truck is your personality wrapped up in a a vehicle. Jaime Silva, that's his personality wrapped up in a vehicle. And that kind of is what you're worried about. You almost don't have to worry about because it's always going to be your personality and will always come through. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. The drop. Oh, while we're here. Uh Uh-huh. Will is the reason why the drop is the drop. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. We See? went live. We were doing our giveaway, which we just did yesterday. We gave away the legacy ragtop, which was a lot of fun. But yeah, we were doing a live and we were just kind of like, you know, throwing ideas out there like, hey, we should name the show. What should we name it? And then it was all the drop. We're like, okay. No, that actually <laughs> isn't what I said. You guys took a form of what I said. So oh. I said it should be called Dropping In with Frank and Brian. <laughs> Oh, is that what you said? That's what I said. Ah, we like to make stuff. What do they? What do they call that? Uh, Not the Mandela effect, but like, uh, is that the Mandela effect? How you like Mandela effects? Where you're like, it was Bernstein bears, and it was actually the Bernstein bears, or whatever. Like, so what happens when it's it's in the ether of like everybody knows that it was that way. So then, what is it called when when we remember something like differently than how it actually was? I think it's the same. That might be a reference, but there might oh. be another. Anyway, term. whatever. I'm sure there is. Yeah. Okay. So the drop. Either way, it's in. still it still came from my comment. Yeah. Dropping. So, uh, in. You know, I'll I kinda, be taking let's just change the name of the show. <laughs> so let's he just, wants to take the royalties. Oh, that's fine. Let's <laughs> yeah, see. We'll let's check. You. Let's check the bank account. Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> you get nothing. Yeah. 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 Um, this is a little separate, but you were talking about like things you could do with the podcast, which is like, uh, I missed the live stream last night so i don't know who won the ragtop or whatever but like on your instagram i feel like you guys should follow up with your winners if that's possible i don't know if like oh yeah it's a good idea who mm-hmm. won it whatever but like i don't know if like that would help because like this is the person that won us like whatever like and that would actually help because i got later 20 messages today asking who won it who won it yeah yeah and i'm well, like yeah some dude from whittier i don't really know him. <laughs> who has not even responded to the email yet oh well, that's what I wondered too. Was like, uh, or do people even know that they won? We were talking about this last night. Like, we have to. We're going to set a rule where you have to watch this live stream. Like, you have to pay attention. Oh. Like, this is when we're going to do it. Oh, yeah. You have to take that onto your like that responsibility of paying attention if you won or not. Mm-hmm. We will reach out to you, but you have x amount of days mm-hmm. to get back to us. Yeah, and then you'll just put the rag top. Yeah, so I already changed my website and I put the new rules there. Oh, okay. 
Uh, I need to come up with a, uh, like you, uh, I've been just doing banners, but what I need to do is like what you did is just like have a contest page with all of the information on it. It'd probably be helpful. Yeah, I, I mean, as long as people know, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's one of those things. So While we're talking about giveaways and stuff, do you want to announce our new giveaway here on the podcast? We kind of did it yesterday in the live, but we should also maybe do it here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. It's just a, it's a bunch of chemical guys stuff. And when I say a bunch of stuff, it's a bunch a of stuff. Of, <laughs> it's a bunch of stuff. And um, and we might uh, get some more stuff, too. So I'm gonna I'm actually going to go out and shoot uh, the guy's truck in a couple weeks. Again? And or his other truck? Yeah. Different truck. The black He's one? Got a, the black, black Dude, OBS Dooley. That thing is yeah. sick. We're going to shoot it in down in LA. Oh, cool. Hey, yeah, hit so me up, gonna, man. I'm going to be out there for Joey's birthday party. Joey's son's birthday party. Joey's Are you going son's to birthday party. I was not invited to that. Thanks, uh, Joey. Well, no, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my invitation is in the mail. I was invited. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my invitation uh, got lost in the mail, Joey. Yeah. <laughs> So um, yeah, I'll hit you up for sure because yeah. we're gonna. He wants to. We're gonna just sun, Sunday morning, first thing in the morning when there's no one on the streets, down by in the arts district somewhere. We're gonna shoot it. That's sick. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Right on. Well, I think we're winding down. I I don't want you know our viewers to be like look at the the video like three hours. Nah, <laughs> Will is the viewer, so he dictates that. Oh okay, cool. You <laughs> can chop chop this thing up. <laughs> no, it's all chop it up. All raw, baby. Whatever. It's all out there. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no. Yeah. The only thing I wanted to bring up is by the time this episode comes out on the Grinder TV channel on my channel, Custom Life, I'll have the brand new Roll in the Red Rocks video up. So please go check that out, like, comment, and if you're not subscribed, please do that. Are you dropping that on Monday? On Monday, yeah. Cool. Yeah, and if you're listening to this, make sure you're rating it on Apple or however or Spotify, whatever you're doing that, and yeah, it definitely helps. I like going on and seeing if someone's rated it or not. I should check that Thanks, out. Man. I haven't checked that out. Yeah, if you go on the Apple thing, you can see. Oh, like uh, they. Oh. If you like, you see their reviews, and then Spotify, it's like, I don't know how Are they you do saying it. How to do it? What's that? Are you saying how to rate on Spotify? I I don't I don't know how to rate on Spotify, but I know you can see like how many stars you there's have. There's like three dots. Like if you go to like the page for the show, there's like three dots towards the top. You just press it. It says rate this show. Oh, yeah. cool. Well, please do that for our Spotify listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. For all of our listeners and viewers and all that good stuff. And also, if you have no idea who I am, um, and you I was going to say, uh, that was my that next we were, thing I was going to say. That we were say. talking about, uh, I did recently upload all, everything except our very first DVD because I didn't have the files, but uh, the volumes two through five, I put them all on YouTube. They're just there, just for people. You know, I need to point. go back and watch. It's been so long since yeah. I've watched any of that. Yeah, and I actually created them as playlists too. So you can just go and there's like all the videos, pick whatever. But I also have them set up as playlists per DVD in the proper order as well. So you can watch them that way. And what and, YouTube channel is that? Uh, Surface DVD. On, okay. Uh, on the old YouTube. And then also and about on, your truck, if people want to check out your truck. They should check out, well, the video that... Frank did on that, it, that also, too. Check out the uh, video for that. But if they really, really uh, want to get in depth, they will yeah, go to Instagram. The build uh, page for it, which I need to start updating more, is uh, at Surface Seven Twenty, and I'm at Surface Will, and there's also at Surface DVD, which is me posting pictures on there too. And on Spotify, I also have all the soundtracks as playlists. Uh, you can also just search Surface DVD or look for me, Will, William Freeman, Will Freeman on Spotify, and you can listen to all the 
music. And it's also in order. And it has notes for any song I couldn't get on Spotify in there. So awesome. All our, all our old content, because it's been a while, it's all, I got it out there for everybody now. It's like, that's you cool. know, I have a few leftover DVDs. I'll give them away at shows and stuff like that. So. If, I ever, if I ever come into a bunch of money, I'm going to hire Will to, to help me plan stuff. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> He's the creative director. <laughs> He's going to be the creative yeah. director to this show. <laughs> yeah. I know. I love doing that type of stuff. Even like going back to like the fact that like I can't do stuff like on my own builds. I don't weld and stuff like that specifically like those certain things like i love like teaming up with someone and just like getting in a garage with a group of people and just staring at something and being like what about this idea like this could be cool i really love like looking at something and throwing out ideas and stuff like that that's always been really fun awesome well, we'll you're def- hired we'll definitely yeah <laughs> i'll definitely push you and uh we'll figure out some some feature stuff because i think that'll be fun yeah. yeah for sure i i've been craving it for so long and i i all i've been doing is talking for a long time. Yeah, I, I want to come up with this. a game plan and a shot list. I want to do this. All that. Cool. Yeah. Right on. So, yeah, so check out all the Will stuff. Check out Custom Life, Grinder TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for checking out the show, and we'll see you guys next week. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <is> so <laughs> so, bye. Bye. <laughs>